The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and I'll be your skipper on this episode of the tour. And with me, as always, is my first mate and little buddy of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hola, mi amigo. <laughs> Ole. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, is you know. Oh, I know. We take the episode. We do. We break it down. I can confirm that. <laughs> and we glue it all back together mm-hmm. and then to itself and then yeah. to another episode oh. and then another episode and so oh. on and so forth and what have you for it to just break down all by itself all for you the listener even if we have perfume even <laughs> if we have perfume especially hmm. if we have perfume On today's episode, we take a look at Gilligan's Island, Season 1, Episode 8, entitled Goodbye Island. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bing-bong. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Gilligan's Island is available to stream nowhere. For free, anyway. But it is available on purchase on Apple TV and uh, Amazon Amazon Prime. Or you can do what we did and buy the series DVD box set available now through our Amazon affiliate link on our website at everybodypodcast.com slash shop. That way you can stream it from your DVD player. That's right. <laughs> so how was your week? It was, uh, it was not fine as wine. No. And it was not kind of chatty. <laughs> well, and nobody knows what I mean. <laughs> That's because Ian was blowing everybody in Florida. Like, oh my God. He was just blowing everybody he could come across. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like uh sounds like a good time. I'm I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy it? No, I did not. I mean my wife wasn't home at the time. You know. Well, she was over at her mother's house. Mm-hmm. She was getting blown yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was getting blown more because I was, I mean, I, obviously I was closer to Ian. Yeah. Like physically. Like yeah. I was closer to him. So she mm-hmm. was on the other side of town. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I heard uh, Ian made his way all, all around Florida. Oh, he worked his way across Florida blowing everybody. Like. Jeez. Damn. Even worked his way through Georgia and the Carolinas. No, just the Carolinas. I guess he skipped Georgia. I guess he don't like people in Georgia. Mm. <laughs> um but your old stomping grounds, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. They got blown. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should explain. We we had a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, our hearts go out to to, to Southwest Florida. They they got they got nailed by by Ian. Yeah, you know nailed and they didn't just get blown. They got <laughs> fucked like oh my God. hard. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, yeah, there's some people down there that lost everything. So uh, anybody in the you know that listens to us, I, I don't know what me and Tack can do. 
But uh, if you think maybe we can help in any ways, just feel free to reach out to the show. Or if you want, reach out on the Facebook uh, Facebook page because somebody in in our little tiny community might be able to help or something. So uh, yeah, let us know. We'll do what we can. I mean, we don't have a you know a massive reach, but we can try. You know. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky. I had. I mean, I, I, I. Unfortunately, I did have two trees go down. My God. Like right, like I'm talking feet from my front door. Like they wow. smacked, they went and hit the ground. Yeah. Did it cause any damage, these trees? No, they were just like three foot tall banana trees <laughs> and that weighed like maybe three pounds each. But it's oh, still, gotcha. still, if that would have hit my car, it would have got my car like dirty. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I had some shingles on my roof snap a little bit, but, but the biggest yeah. thing was I lost power. Yeah. You know, that's no fun. So, no, uh-uh. but then when the power came back, I was like, he man, I was like, I have the power. You know what I mean? So it was kind of cool. I have power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did you have like, was, was cause you know, you took my cat. Was that like your little battle cat? Was she your battle cat? It was. Cat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried to ride around on him, but he kept like <laughs> hissing at me and acting like I was doing or her. She kept hissing at me and acting like I was doing something wrong. Well, she um, weighs like eight pounds, so <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, well, she hadn't turned into like the battle cat yet. So, oh. well, that's on um, her then. She should have turned into the battle cat. That's supposed yeah. to happen when you when you point your sword <laughs> at her. And she's supposed to go cower like meow, and then she turns. My wife still yells at me when I do that. She's like, "Oh my god, go put some clothes on." <laughs> um. You come out of the bathroom. I am power. You <laughs> pointed at her. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Put your sword away, damn it. Um, but yeah, last night it, it was about 10 o'clock, 10, 10 30, something like that. Uh, this isn't the sword, this is the hurricane again. Okay. Um, about 10 or 10 30, um, our power went out and the storm was still over. Ian was still over on the West Coast blowing people over there. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I told my wife and kids, I was like, Let, let's get in the SUV. We always take the car, but I was like, let's, let's take the SUV and I'll drop you off at your mom's because her mom still had electricity. Yeah. Uh, ours had just went out. And uh, so they went and hung out over there. Her mom never lost electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I stayed with uh, the dog and the cats and the reptiles. Mm-hmm. Cause the cabin goes down with the ship. Hell yeah, he does. Right. Did the dad. Thing. That way my wife and kids could be comfortable and, Air conditioned and have warm meals and mm-hmm. apparently their cell cold, phone reception didn't work. But cold <laughs> drink if they want it, and you know Wi-Fi, you know, and be able to watch Netflix and not have to worry about their phone dying when they're playing on it too much and watching Channel Two News. Sorry, what? So you're kind of like a castaway. <laughs> kind of like a castaway, yeah. 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 Cast away from my own family. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. I got I to gotta really milk this and, and make this more dramatic than what it is. Oh, okay. I was like a castaway. A castaway from my own family. Oh. I mean, I didn't have electricity. Damn. Or a microwave. I couldn't even heat up some oodles of noodles or cook up some black tar heroin. No. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even watch Netflix or porn, I mean, YouTube, um, without worrying about my phone dying. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. It's fucked I up. I had no idea. And I was over here it's enjoying power. 
I was sitting around going, <laughs> hey, Megan. And then I realized nobody was going to answer tech. Sorry, I got emotional. You know, I had no idea. Yeah. And here I am just sitting over here like a dick, enjoying power, watching Netflix. Well, no, the, listen to the music. This is the part where it's like building back up again. Oh, it's that. So now's part. where you talk about okay. where the power comes back, you know? Yeah, so I guess. then um, what happened? Well, then I got my power back. Oh, good. And then my family came back home. Oh, yeah. Did they say good. things like, Father, we missed you. We were so no, affrighted. They were excited to see the cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, a lot of people in Florida had it way worse than I did. They were saying in Orlando, it was a once every 200 year flood. They got, in one day, they got 16 inches of rain. Yeah, that's crazy. There was some, a lot that's of flash it. flooding. God. I mean, the, I don't know if any of you out there have ever visited Orlando, but they said all the roads around Orlando Airport were flooded. Like That's crazy. Yeah. Those are highways. Those are major roads. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> St. John's River runs from the Everglades all the way up to Jacksonville, and it's flooded. Oh, it's overflowing its banks and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to have a lot of cleanup for a long time. That's a lot of shot vacs and paper towels. You know? Indeed. I think I heard the total was $30 billion worth of damage, I think. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. whack. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, on to more important pressing news. Okay. Um, Mr. Pickle's out of quarantine, and he's oh. back with the other snakes. Oh, yes. good. Good. So I that's, love that That's for obviously, him. obviously more important. <laughs> yeah. I love that for yeah. him, Mr. Pickle. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So that's cool. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Speaking of that, by the way, uh, with the whole good job thing, and then we did a shout out to my sister. You know, she was like, "She's like, I listen to the podcast. I feel like a celebrity." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, celebrity! (laughs) (laughs) I really got to come up and visit. I haven't seen your sisters in song. I know, right? I remember, like. When we lived in Illinois, one one of the sisters, I can't remember which one it was, came to visit. Well, we lived down the street from Janelle. We did? <laughs> no, because oh, she was going to Milliken. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember she had, I want to say a car that she said she got from your grandfather, I think. Right? Or your dad? I'm not sure. Because I remember it was a bigger car. Like a Buick or <laughs> something. Sounds right. But it, it was a stick. Right. But it was a stick shift. I'm like, they make this in a stick shift? And she's like, well, obviously. Oh, so, I don't remember anything being a stick shift, but I do. I definitely had the big that. boats back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So, Nita, yeah. she lived around the corner from my girlfriend. Ooh, fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that, let's go ahead and take our first break, Jimmy. Let's let's <laughs> run. <laughs> Not what you tried to. <laughs> I love the other big road. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're really going to get into this and see what's going to Sounds like it's going to be the finale. You know, That's what it sounds Island, like. So. Yeah. I didn't think that happened until the 90s, but apparently we're wrong. <laughs> and also, they got cast away in the 90s, too. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they had that one where they. It was like called Escape from Gilligan's Island. Isn't that what it was called? I think it came out in the 80s, I think. Or maybe oh, it, it was, was the 90s. 80s? I don't know. But yeah, but it was the TV movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I remember watching it as a kid, and I'm like, in my little brain, I was, well, I have a big head, but I guess I had a small brain at the time. Because I'm sitting there watching, and it's just like, wow, they got off. Like, I, I was thinking it was some kind of documentary. Like, how did they get off? How did they film all this? You know? <laughs> I remember it being a big deal, at least in my house. <laughs> all right. So when we get back, we're going to break all this down. Break it down. <laughs> we'll be back. wrong tag oh nothing jimmy halloween is coming up and my son says he's too old for trick-or-treating but i still want to dress up okay have you checked out halloweencostumes.com yet what's that what do you mean what's that we went over this last year we did yes halloweencostumes.com it has the biggest and best selection of halloween costumes accessories and decorations Mm. No, but I don't recall. The biggest and best selection means over 10,000 costumes from your favorite pop culture properties and comics, video games, movies, and television. I, I, I got nothing. The best selection means costumes to fit anyone. Parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size. Ooh. Even sexy costumes. Ooh, Ooh la, la la. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. now you got it. Oh, and you know, the Retro Network is all about them. Ugly Halloween, Halloween sweaters. sweaters. Yeah, I remember now. But I want something new. They have stuff that's new. They got brand new designs for 2022. See, look. Oh, wow. Like Beetlejuice, Trick or Treat, and Hocus Pocus. Those weren't there last year. And Marty McFly, Ghostbusters, and Mr. Potato Head. Those weren't there last year either. I know, right? So, do you think they have, like, sexy Hocus Pocus? I don't don't know. Maybe. Dude, that's going to get me so much candy. My son is going to be peanut butter and jealous, and I'm not sharing any of it. What what was that? Nothing. So, click on over to HalloweenCostumes.com using the promo code link in today's show notes and save 20% off your entire order now through October 31st, 2022. HalloweenCostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. So do they have, like, sexy Mr. Potato Head? What is wrong with you? So we got Gilligan's Island, season one, episode eight, entitled Goodbye Island. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's get into this. Facts about the episode first aired on November 21st, 1964. Oh, eight days before my birthday. Well, mm-hmm. I guess 10 years and eight days before my birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Written by Albert E. Lewin and Bert Styler. Look at that little huh? double writing going on. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> directed by John Rich. Hey, we know John Rich. We do know. How do we know Jarvis? We don't know him, but he did some Brady Bunch episodes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was thinking it was like a like we knew somebody with that name. I'm like, oh. I thought maybe your friend <laughs> up in, you know, Bumpy. <laughs> no. <laughs> so according to IMDb, asked to make rope out of vine, Mr. Howe calls himself little old vine maker me. <laughs> this was a reference to the 60s TV ad campaign for Italian Swiss Colony wine. Oh. Ludwig Stossel, 
played the winemaker, but Bacchus dubbed his popular catchphrase, that little old winemaker, me. Oh, look at him. Mm-hmm. They keep doing a lot of these like uh, commercials yeah. and stuff on here. The professor addresses perhaps the most famous joke about the series. If the professor can make a radio out of coconut, why can't he fix a damn hole in the boat? <laughs> the professor explains that the raw materials on the island will not yield a fastener, glue, or nail that will hold the minnow or any other craft together long enough to safely get into the shipping lanes. Okay, I addressed a little bit of that later on. Okay. But, yeah. Near the end, the SS Minnow completely falls apart to the point of non-repair. This is why the ship isn't seen again in the series, except in the credits. Uh, when Gilligan and Marianne are tapping trees on the island to try to find sap suitable for making syrup. It's a hot scene, by the way. Gil- well, she's tapping that wood. Hi, ho! Fans get to witness a rare and tender moment between the two and a bit of Marion's flirty side as they taste the sap from each tree. She tasted the sap from his tree. <laughs> yeah. They try many trees to no avail. When they finally find a suitable sap, Marianne is the one that tastes it. She exclaims, it's sweet. Just like you, Gilligan. Hell yeah, Gilligan had that suitable sap. Yeah. <laughs> to which Gilligan <laughs> Shelley replies, oh Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you know what else is suitable sap come here <laughs> and then Mr. Howell's like you know spying on them anyways spoiler well, alert they're, they're kissing penises over there it's a new, must be a new fad <laughs> maybe dear. you should try that lovey <laughs> is that a new fad oh I'm so modern come here <laughs> we're hip <laughs> All right, so you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. Good. All right. So we fade in. (laughs) Scene one. Our story opens up on the beach. Oh, okay. The professor stands near the minnow as Gilligan is on his knees blowing. Hell yeah. A fire. Oh. <clears throat> he blows I was about to and call blows him Ian. <laughs> he blows and blows with all his might. The professor says, That's it. Hell yeah. You're doing a great job. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Look up at me. That's it. If you spit, know what I mean. Spit on it. <laughs> Just a little bit more, Gilligan. Uh huh. Good, good. That's fine. That's fine. Gillian, now out of breath, starts to hyperventilate as he gets back to his feet. The professor uses some island made grabbers to grab a nail from the fire. As he inspects the nail, the professor says, There, that ought to do it. The skipper, Marion, and Ginger walk up as the skipper says, How are you doing with the nails, professor? The professor said, Well, you came here too soon. I was just about to nail. Oh, you, oh, you meant. <laughs> <laughs> the professor says, uh, we'll know in a few minutes, Skipper. Boasting about his island-made nail, the professor says, you know I made this from that outcropping of ferrous oxide I found? Oh. Gillian says, looks good enough to get rusty. The professor sets the hot nail down on a rock to cool and walks back over to the fire. Gillian says to the Skipper, how about that? It's nothing but the rock in a fire, and the professor makes a but cuts himself off 
As he picks up the hot nail with his hand, he shouts, ow, ooh, 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 and drops it in a bucket of water, which is where it should have gone the first time. Just so yeah, that's know. what I would think, yeah. The skipper, annoyed with his antics, says, let me see that Gilligan. Gilligan stands up and shows his burnt finger to the skipper. <laughs> <laughs> the skipper, surprisingly annoyed by this, what? says, not your finger, Gilligan, the nail. Oh, never mind. Gilligan. <laughs> After grabbing for his hat a couple times, he decides to actually bend down and get the nail himself. He pulls it out of the bucket of water and bites it. He says to Marianne, it's a nail, all right. Ginger <laughs> cheers. The professor smiles and says, let's try it out. They walk over to the large hole in the side of the minnow. The professor says, are you ready, Gilligan? Gilligan says, ready. The professor says, hammer. Gilligan says, hammer. And hands the professor a hammer. The professor says, nail. Gilligan repeats, nail. And hands him the nail. The professor says, plank. And Gilligan gets on the ground with his arms down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Leans off the side of the boat really straight. Gilligan repeats plank and hands a plank to the professor. As the professor takes the plank from Gilligan, Gilligan says, ooh, splinters, ooh, ooh. Ginger takes his hand and says, I'll take it up for you, Gilligan. <laughs> and she starts sucking on his finger. No. <laughs> After wincing a couple times, Gilligan says, no, it's all right, Ginger. Ginger says, I'm pretty good at first aid. I used to go with a doctor. Gilligan looks at her and says, no kidding. Ginger says, well, actually, he was kind of a part-time doctor. He practiced medicine at night so he could pay his way through medical school. <laughs> Ginger jumps for excitement as she says, ooh, I got it. Gilligan smiles and sticks his finger in his mouth. The skipper and the professor now hold up the plank to be nailed to the minnow. Skipper says, okay, folks, this is the big moment. Keep your fingers crossed. If this nail works, we can leave the island. As the skipper holds the plank in place, the professor puts the nail in place and gets ready to hammer. As he swings the hammer into the nail, the nail shatters into a million pieces. <laughs> yes, Jimmy, a million pieces. I paused wow. and counted. Oh, damn. Okay, I was just about to ask that. Really Somebody's on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> the professor, disappointed, just drops the plank. Gillian, not thinking too outside the box, says, maybe we need a softer hammer. The skipper, not liking Gilligan's wisecrack, jumps at him as if he's going to give him the old what for. Gilligan just shrugs. Why is that? See, I, I had mis misinterpreted. <laughs> Excuse me. I had misinterpreted. I thought it broke a hole through the wood. So I was asking why the wood mm. was so brittle. I didn't realize it was the, it was the nail that shattered. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was again. I write these notes as I as the show goes on because I've never seen this. And my next one is, yeah. Um, if the nails don't work, why does he just make glue? He's done it before. <laughs> like in the first episode, I think it was first or second episode they make glue. So what glue do they make? Didn't they make some kind of shellac or glue or something to hold? Yeah, the, it was like the, a, yeah, like a shellac the raft together. So they could have used that. True that. Uh -uh, why you do that? But I, I think Gilligan's idea about a softer hammer isn't bad, right? Like that makes some sense, doesn't it? Yeah, to forge a hammer on a desert island, that makes total sense. They have hammers. <laughs> he literally was holding a hammer. No, no, <laughs> I, I thought you meant like a like a soft hammer, like a spongy hammer. I'm like, yeah, just fabricate a new hammer attack. Yeah, it's, yeah. This <laughs> is Minecraft. Spongy. That works that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, no, I see what you mean. Like though. Maybe maybe he yeah. just hit it too hard. <laughs> right. 
just tap 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 a roo, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did we learn nothing from Happy Gilmore? Apparently not. It's like, oh, it won't come out for 30 years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Scene two. Later, still at the minnow, Mr. and Mrs. Howell walk up to the skipper and Gilligan. Mr. Howell says, oh, skipper, you still expect to get the Queen Mary ready to sail in six days? <laughs> Queen Mary. <laughs> Her name is Elizabeth. It's not even that big. It's, not, it's like too small to be the Queen Elizabeth. The skipper says, we have to, Mr. Howell. High tide might be our last chance to get off this island. And it only happens once in a lifetime. <laughs> High tide, like it happens twice a day. Okay. <laughs> Gilligan this is adds. a very special high tide. <laughs> Gilligan adds, I know we'll do it. The professor's working on a new formula for making nails. I told him what was wrong the last time. Mrs. Howell in shock says, you told him? Oh, shit. <laughs> Gilligan says, yeah, it broke when he hammered it. The skipper says, <laughs> the skipper says, now folks, while the professor's working on nails, I thought we'd get the boat ready for launching. Maybe you two could make some rope. Mrs. Howell says, Thurston, that sounds like fun. We'll make ropes out of vine. Mr. Howell says, oh, good. A little old vine maker me. Kind of sounds like Dracula. <laughs> as he and mrs howell leave mr howell smiles and says i do marvelous imitations <laughs> skipper says gilligan get another pole we can prop up this keel as he moves to help the skipper hits his head on some bamboo and says oh <laughs> gilligan says watch your head skipper the skipper somehow blames gilligan for this and angrily says Thanks, Gilligan. Now, would you get that pole? And Gilligan grabs his crotch. No. Um, Gilligan says, aye, aye, sir, and runs off to get the pole. As Gilligan runs over to a pile of bamboo, he picks up a long shoot and asks, how about this one, Skipper? The Skipper says, perfect. Now bring it over. Gilligan carries it over his shoulder and says, on the double, and runs back to the minnow but then trips on some wood pieces and rams the bamboo sheath right into the side of the minnow, creating mm. another hole that needs filling. Mm. The skipper closes his eyes and takes a deep breath. Gilligan, now on the ground with his hands on his head due to an injury, shakes his head. The skipper, not giving any fucks for his shipmate's health and well-being, just points and orders, Gilligan, will you go help someone else? Mm. Gilligan gets up and walks off. The skipper barks, move. Gilligan now runs. Mm -hmm. That's messed up. Like, didn't the skipper care about Gilligan? Nope. <clears throat> he's jealous because Ginger took the wood out of him. Now he's jealous of Marianne. We already established that. That and, you know, mm -hmm. the whole saying. Like, <laughs> that was funny. Like, Gilligan told the professor what happened. <laughs> he's like, I told him what happened. Because you don't get to see that part, but him saying it is hilarious because. Because he like you know because he hit the hammer and the nail basically exploded, mm -hmm. and then the professor I just picture the conversation going, God I just don't know what happened and he's like, <laughs> the nail exploded, that's what happened, like seriously thanks Gilligan, like, you guys Jesus call Christ. me the dumb one, <laughs> okay hey, professor, professor. <laughs> <laughs> 
I used to work, uh, one of my, my jobs, I used to work at a website, right? And at the website, yeah. we sold patio furniture, right? And we had yeah. to, to learn about, you know, what the stuff was made out of. And we had to, you know, rattle off a bunch of technical stuff. So it's not like we knew what we were doing and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that, that the patio furniture used that we um, sold was a technique called mortise and tenon. Anybody that does woodworking probably knows a lot more about it than I do. I just know it from working at this website. Yeah. But it's basically like you would make a hole and then you'd use a wooden peg and hammer that into that hole. Like yeah. this tech. Like if you make <laughs> like people at home, if you if you take your left hand and you make a finger like you're going, oh tay, you know, like mm. make a finger and like make a hole like that. And yeah. then take your index finger and put it into the hole it like in mm-hmm. and out repeatedly. Keep doing a little bit more. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Spit on it first. Spit on it first. But anyways, um, you, you, you make a hole and you, you overlap the wood, like whatever the joint is. Yeah. And then you, you drill a hole into it and then you put a wooden peg in it. And when the wooden peg gets wet and it swells, it's supposed to be a better yeah. form of joinery than, uh, than a nail. Makes um, it tighter. And the Phoenicians were using it oh. a long, long time ago for woodworking and stuff. So I don't really understand why they can't do that. So. Yeah. I don't um, know. I think that would be easier to do than trying to forge a nail. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a lot easier to burrow a hole through a piece of wood than it is to forge a nail, but what do I know? Right. This is what in the Navy we refer to as nuking out the problem. So you're thinking too hard. <laughs> I am? It's just, not you. I oh, mean, oh, oh. Them, oh. like the professor. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Nuking okay. out the problem. He's, you know, and it's just like, well, if we break it down, let's, let's do some calculations here like you can easily just do it like this like that's the easiest way to do it did you see how easily the bamboo went through that wood the hole <laughs> yeah like i don't know that i would use the wood that would use the boat at this point <laughs> like it should not have been so fragile that a bamboo right. pole punched a hole right through it <laughs> right i mean i'll I mean, give it, you that the bamboo pole probably is stronger but like just a guy tripping shouldn't cause a hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I didn't know better, I would think that wasn't a real boat tech. I would think that's just a set piece. I know. Crazy. I know. Shut your whore mouth. I, I'm just saying. Hmm. I, we, we say it like it is on the show, folks. <laughs> We're not afraid. We'll say exactly how it is. And I will say it while I put my hand up in here and snap my fingers like this. Like, mm. And I'll even wiggle my neck. I don't care. With the hole as high as it was that Gilligan accidentally put in, like you wouldn't even really have to worry about that one. You don't have to patch that one. It was too high. Yeah, that's true. 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 Scene three. Over at a fire on the beach, the professor is working on his new nail formula. Mm. Gilligan arrives and says, hi, another nail? Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. (laughs) Well, see you later. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the professor says, "Yes, new formula, less brittle." <laughs> you Mr. Miyagi now? Uh, first time, <laughs> new no, formula, no, first time, less brittle. <laughs> yeah. The professor takes the nail out of the fire with the grabbers and walks it over to the bucket of water and drops it in. The professor says, "Hold up a second. Now I don't know a whole lot about blacksmithing. Okay, but isn't one of the things about brittleness like cooling it off too fast?" I thought it was carbon content. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of things, a lot of factors going to place for it as far as that. But wasn't it like a cool, like you have to cool it too fast or you can't cool it too fast? One of the two things like. 
Well, I would think I that know. you would get um, thermal fracture if you cooled it off too fast. Um, I don't know. I know some things you have to cool off fast and some things you don't. I don't know. I don't know uh, anything about it. Anyway. I mean, the only kind of people that would know that is like a blacksmith or a professor. Like <laughs> The professor says, I hope this one works. Gilligan reaches in the bucket and pulls out the nail. As he holds it in his hand, the nail just flops over like an overused weenie. <laughs> Gilligan says, a lot less brittle, all right. The professor walks over and sees his boner. <laughs> Gilligan, while Gilligan, while holding it straight up and down, says, it works fine if you hold it this way. <laughs> just, and if, just, you, if you shave it, it looks longer. <laughs> just tape a popsicle stick to it. The professor just hangs his head in shame because he can't add blacksmith to his already long resume. <laughs> Gilligan, trying to help, says, don't feel bad. Maybe you invented noodles. Yeah, that's true. The professor gives him a look that he is not amused. <laughs> Gilligan says, I know. Why don't I go help somebody else? <laughs> he drops the noodle back into the bucket and walks off. The professor pulls out his limp nail and just stares at it. I thought that was a pretty cool effect. I mean, because, I mean, it's probably some easy explanation as to how they did it, but I thought it was pretty effective. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they held up something that obviously wasn't a nail from really far away, and then when it was close up, they like had a bent nail. No, they were like moving it around and stuff. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Scene four. A few moments later, Gilligan arrives when the girls are making lunch. Yeah. Gilligan says, hi, girls. Oh. <laughs> While mixing something in a bowl, Marianne asks, how did the professor's new nail work out? Gilligan says, you can't nail anything with it. Viagra won't be invented for another 25 years. <laughs> it's so weird that he said that. That is. You know what that deserves? Oh. <laughs> no, he says, you can't use it to nail anything together, but it'll make a great Christmas ribbon. Mm. Marianne says, oh, we'll never get off this island. She didn't say it like that. <laughs> that was all happy. Probably, that's how she thought it in her yeah. head anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. Marianne says, oh, we'll never get off this island. Mm -hmm. Ginger says, don't talk like that. Marianne, remember in our darkest hour, when all seems lost, somewhere in the fearsome black of night, let us search for that shining star, which will guide us out of desolation. Don't you talk that mess. <laughs> Gilligan in shock says, gee, that was a beautiful speech, Ginger. Ginger smiles and says, it's from a movie I was in. <laughs> Gilligan asks. What was the title? Ginger says, that was the title. <laughs> Gilligan's eyes get big as he says, oh. <laughs> Marianne says, Gilligan, would you get me some more breadfruit for this batter? Ginger says, oh, I'll get it. Gilligan can help you with the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Gilligan's surprise says, pancakes? He then dips his finger in the batter and tastes it. Mm. Marianne says, damn right. No. <laughs> she says, sure. I mashed up some breadfruit, put in coconut milk, and wild duck eggs. Funny how they're all about them duck eggs now after I said something last week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> how's, it, how's it taste? Gilligan thinks after he tastes it and says, like breadfruit, coconut, milk, and wild duck eggs. 
Mm-hmm. Marianne, as she continues to stir her batter, says, if we only had some maple syrup. Gilligan says, well, there's lots of trees on the island. Maybe one of them is full of syrup. Marianne says, good, let's go look. She puts her batter down and walks off with Gilligan in search for some syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I guess their food uh, issues are figured out. Um, I guess. <laughs> I know it was such an issue last week. Yeah, right. Um, and I put down, oh shit, they're going off into the woods together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's either going to end up like Friday the 13th or like porn, whichever you watch. <laughs> right. What is breadfruit? Um, it's, is that like when you put jam on toast? Like fruitcake, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Apparently they, it's plentiful wherever they are, I guess. Okay. Another thing too I just thought of is because they had, um, Emily the duck last right. week. Yeah. But like, and now they have a bunch of duck eggs. Apparently they got enough to harvest duck eggs. Yeah. <laughs> What happened with Emily at the end of the at the end of the episode? She flew away. Yeah, she flew away. So she's yeah. gone. So there's plenty of like ducks. There's like tons of other ducks all over the island now. Apparently, yeah. I guarantee they haven't put a message on any one of them ducks. How much want to make a bet? Right, exactly. Like oh, we fuck well there here. goes our message. We forgot to put a message on. Oh well, we have like guys. We got like thirty more ducks here. Like. <laughs> I know, but it was Emily who was supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just give it on one? Because those are our our egg ducks, Tack. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> what are they going to do? Give the message to the egg? Ass? <laughs> Scene five. After looking around, <laughs> Gilligan spots a tree and says, let's try this one here, huh? Marianne says, all right. <laughs> Gilligan pulls out a pocket knife and starts to dig a hole in the side of the tree. Once there's a hole, Gilligan puts his lips up to it and sucks on the tree hole. Oh, shit. (laughs) He pulls away with a sourpuss. Marianne says, no good, huh? Gilligan shakes his head. Just then, the howls walk through the jungle dressed in full safari gear. (laughs) Mrs. Howl says, it was wise of you, Thurston, to insist that the boat be repaired. It won't be long now before we're home. (laughs) Mr. Howell said, <laughs> from Brooklyn? Yo, Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell. Oh, Mr. Carter. Oh, oh. <laughs> Mr. Howell says, and not a moment, not a moment too soon. I've already missed 12 board meetings at six of my corporations. Or is it six board meetings at 12 of my corporations? Levy says, poor Thurston, you do have problems. <laughs> Mr. Howell says, it is rather difficult being rich. If it weren't for the money, I'd rather be poor. (laughs) They both just laugh. Mr. Howell says, (laughs) I must must remember to write that down. Mrs. Howell looks in the distance and asks, Thurston, what do you suppose those two young people are doing? (sighs) We cut to Gilligan standing next to a tree while Marianne is bent over and sucking a hole in the tree with a sour puss on her face. Marianne says, ooh, sour. Gilligan says, yeah. <clears throat> Back to the howls. Mr. Howl says, well, it's perfectly obvious, lovey. They're kissing trees. 
<laughs> Lemmy <laughs> smiles as she says, must be a new fad. Oh, the younger generation. They look over and Marianne is bent over again, sucking on another tree hole. <laughs> Mr. House smiles and says, they do seem to be enjoying themselves. I think I'll have a go at it myself. <laughs> Mrs. Hell smiles at her silly husband and says, Oh, darling, you're so modern. <laughs> Mr. Hell reaches over to the nearest tree and gives it a smooch. Mrs. Hell asks, Well, Mr. Hell thinks for a second and says, There's a lot to be said for the old fashioned way. Mrs. Hell smiles as they both walk off. So. They yes. snuck off into the woods together mm-hmm. for, Gilligan to, for Gilligan to tap that. <laughs> and Marianne put her mouth on some wood. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Gilligan knew what Where? he was doing. Well, they knew what they were doing. We had this theory the whole time, man. This ain't no surprise to us. The only surprise is how freaking accurate we are. They're <laughs> consummating their marriage, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I see what Gilligan's doing here. He's Hell like, yeah. Mm. He's like, I'm willing to put my mouth on anything. <laughs> That's what Gilligan's doing. And he's trying to like, you know, not sound dirty, but he's sounding yeah. dirty. He's like, oh, first I got to tap this right here. First tap I got to stick this in the hole. Just work it around <laughs> really good. Get that shit flowing. And then I got to like, and when he, once he gets the hole, he's like, first you got to lick it a little bit first. <laughs> you got to stick your, <laughs> see how I stick my tongue deep inside the hole? And then you get, you know, I forget my mother, my mother is listening to this podcast. <sighs> well, obviously God. she's not educated in the art of trying to make maple syrup tech. She's probably one of these people have a dirty mind and think we're talking about something else. That's true. Like I was talking about maple syrup. I don't know what anybody else was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're so juvenile. <laughs> it's good. <clears throat> Scene six. Back to tree sucking with Marianne. <laughs> Marianne is bent over again with her lips firmly planted on a tree's butt. Mm. She sucks and sucks. Mm. She pulls away and says, mm, it's sweet. And I didn't gag at all. No. Gilligan says, yeah. Marianne adds, just like you, Gilligan. Gilligan, now feeling awkward, pulls out his pocket knife and cuts another hole. God, I thought that was going dark for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Cuts another hole in the side of the tree and simply says, yeah. Mm -hmm. Marianne just smiles and watches him work his magic. After burrowing a hole, Gilligan says, yeah. Here comes the sap. Mar- Marianne. <laughs> I mean, it's nice of him to let her know. It's uh, really it polite must, of him. It must be so loud in Canada. Just a bunch of guys out in the woods going, here comes the sap. Marianne uh. hands him an empty coconut cup to pour the sap into. The sap pours out and fills the cup. <laughs> Marion's sucking on the tree is kind of hot. Just gonna okay. Say. <laughs> um, 
I think her theory is true about uh, her and Gilligan. Just saying. Um, and yeah. I, I don't think sap comes out like that. <laughs> it doesn't come out so like you're easy. filling up your coffee mug at work. Like that's not how that comes out. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I thought I haven't had tree sap on my hands since I was a kid. Do you remember yeah. as a kid climbing trees? You used to always oh, get tree sap. Well, yeah, because hands. anytime a tree limb broke, it started squirting out like a water hose. Of course, <laughs> obviously like, squirting our faces and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I'm all sticky. Why are you so <laughs> sticky every time you come home? Because no. I was out with Jimmy. Wasn't wasn't that your nickname in high school? Sticky Icky? <laughs> sticky and confused. Scene seven. Seven. Later, back in the minnow, Gilligan and the skipper work on the minnow as the professor continues to perfect his nail formula. Ginger walks over to the professor and asks, How's it going, professor? The professor pulls out a new nail from the fire with the grabber tool and says... Oh, oh, well, I'll have to wait until it cools before I try it. As he walks over to the bucket, his hands shake and tremble as he drops the new nail in the bucket of water. Ginger says, I think it's amazing that you do all those experiments with such shaky hands. (laughs) The professor says, well, they weren't shaky until a second ago. Ginger, now feeling some concern for the professor, says, oh, maybe it's the heat or something. She feels the professor's forehead for fever. The professor just ignores her and says, Hey, Skipper, this nail is ready. Skipper yells from the minnow, Good, bring it over. We'll try it out. Once again, back at the hole in the minnow, the skipper holds the plank and the professor readies the nail. Just as he's about to hit it with a hammer, he looks at everyone as if to say, Here goes nothing. (laughs) He hits the nail with the hammer and the nail explodes like a tiny cherry bomb. (laughs) Gilligan says, Well... At least we have a nail for the 4th of July. <laughs> Don't we do a rim shot? That's more of a, like a crickets kind of a thing. Oh, okay. No more. You can, you can no, do one. Go no, ahead. No. No. <laughs> the skipper shoots him a look in anger. The professor says, two days left to floater and I still haven't got the right formula. Skipper says, professor, I guess we're licked. We need a miracle now to get off this island. Well, there's a lot of kissing and licking in this episode. What the hell? Um, <laughs> I know. In the first episode, the boat said SS Minnow on the side. Yeah. Now it just says Minnow. Mm-hmm. So what happened to the SS? And later it's just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's know. a shame it's a they don't question. have any wood to try the nail on. <laughs> what do you mean? because they're like let's try it on the boat like why do you keep trying to just use a fucking tree like why are you you know what I mean because it's obvious that like one wrong move with a bamboo shoot is going to destroy the boat so why do you keep chancing it with the boat just use a tree or something like it's true but if it works then there it is it's already nailed in mm, yeah that's true (laughs) dude so what's wrong with the professor are we not going to address this maybe it's like that thing in, in Saving Private Ryan where they don't really explain it <laughs> I know, but like, because it wasn't just like he was sh- he had shaky hands. He was also acting really weird too. Like he was like, like you know, he was like she was like, oh, how's it going? He's like, oh, um, uh, 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 oh, um, oh, Marty. You know, he was just like, like really, you know, uh, like acting funny. Maybe it was supposed to play like he was just nervous. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Maybe He's maybe a it's shitty actor. <laughs> maybe it's because like I don't know, like Ginger was doing something to fuck around with them and like because they're together, you know that. Because in our theory, <laughs> they're together. So maybe maybe right. it's some kind of like you know word that she used that was like used last night. You know, like and that made them all shaking and stuff because he's. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. <clears throat> Oh, it's weird. I feel like it was going to be a storyline, and they dropped it. They abandoned <laughs> it. Might it have had there. a deleted scene. It might have. It might have gone on. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, scene eight. That night at dinner, the castaways sit around the dinner table. Marianne and Ginger walk out with food. Marianne says, "I hope you're hungry." Ginger sits down a plate full of pancakes. The skipper's eyes light up as he says, "Well, look at this pancakes." The professor says, isn't that wonderful? Marianne adds, and Gilligan made the syrup. (laughs) The professor, surprised, asks, you made that? How did you do that? Gilligan says, from a tree. (laughs) The skipper pours some of Gilligan's island-made syrup into a couple of flapjacks. He says, well, ladies, here's to a new taste treat. Tasty? Is it supposed to be tasty? No. Oh, wow. It's a new taste treat. A new taste treat. Mm-hmm. He then cuts some with his fork, but as he scoops up a bite, the pancakes shoot back down to the plate stuck to it. The skipper giggles and tries again. He scoops up a bite, and the same thing happens. Mm. The pancakes are stuck to the plate. Mm. The skipper tries to recover from his boner, <laughs> says, that's something I like, syrup with a lot of body to it. Mm. They all just laugh. What? They all just laugh. That's they not how we say that. Laugh. Oh, they all just laugh. Well, we, we never say they all just. It's always just, he just laughed, you know. Oh. So they all just laugh. Like, man, that syrup had so much body, they start calling it Marianne. <laughs> oh. oh give myself oh. a <laughs> hmm. The skipper tries a third time. And the same thing happens. <laughs> now, now Let like, me try it again. Now, that's a strong pancake. Because sometimes when I just pick it up normal, it breaks apart. This is like being pulled back down to the plate. It's not even breaking apart. <laughs> now, like most heavy people like us, Tech, yeah. we get annoyed when we can't eat. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. He says... What are these pancakes? What are these pancakes or yo-yos? <laughs> <laughs> pancakes or yo-yos? <laughs> yo-yos <laughs> the others at the table are having the same issue. Mrs. Howell says, I can't cut this. <laughs> Mr. Howell says, yes, they seem to be sticking a bit. <laughs> Gilligan now tries to eat too, but can't. His pancakes are stuck to the plate. The professor now asks, Gilligan, where did you get this substance? Gilligan, now ogling his plate as the fork is now levitating from the substance, says, (laughs) from a tree. Marianne says, it's something like maple syrup. Ginger, playing with her food, says, gee, I've seen brand new girdles that weren't as snappy as this. (laughs) (laughs) The skipper, losing patience because he can't eat, says... (laughs) (laughs) says it's getting to be like glue even worse 
The professor now observing his plate as he says, yes, it certainly is. It's setting like, do you say cement or cement? <laughs> I say cement. Okay. I say cement. I it's know, setting it's like the- cement. <laughs> Because when I wrote this, knowing you were reading that, I was like, Jimmy's going to say cement, and I'm going to giggle. (laughs) Gilligan, while looking at his fork and pancakes levitating from the hardened syrup, says, sure is. Gilligan then hits his fork, (laughs) and it boings in (laughs) midair. The professor inspects the substance a little more, then says, I just wonder. Come on, follow me. (laughs) The professor jumps up from the table with his plate and takes off. The skipper, Gilligan, and Marianne follow. Mrs. Howell says, Really, Thurston, such manners, eat and run. Oh. (laughs) Mr. Howell says, Positively vulgar. (laughs) Man, that's a big meal considering last week they were going to starve to death. Yeah, I know. Damn. Also, we get all this extra shit. She's making up new stuff, making batters and stuff. Like, you know what we need? We need salad dressing. Let's go find some vinegar. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you didn't even have water last week. We have eggs. Let's make mayonnaise. And yeah, with right? mayonnaise, we can make all kinds of sauces. It's like, who, got some, who wants margaritas? Like, where are you getting ice from? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Tonight, I'm making fajitas, the margaritas. We're going to have Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Scene nine. Down at the lagoon, the professor jumps in the water. He dunks his plate of pancakes in the water and says, It works. It works. It's waterproof. (laughs) No, he didn't do that. He continues to dunk it underwater to prove the water resistance. The skipper, still on the beach with Gilligan, says, I think the professor's flipped his lid. He shouts to the professor, Are you all right, professor? The professor, still jumping around the water, says, Yes, I'm fine. We're saved. We're saved. The skipper turns to Gilligan and says, We better get in before he hurts himself. I was kind of surprised there because I thought he was telling Gilligan to go. You better go save him. He's going to fucking hurt himself. You know, <laughs> Gilligan. <They> both. <laughs> he blames Gilligan for this. <laughs> Gilligan gets to do it and grabs his hat. See what you did to the professor? <laughs> Gilligan agrees and they both go into the lagoon to fetch the professor once they get to him they both grab his arms to take him to shore the professor says calm down I'm alright I'm (laughs) alright Gilligan is there any more of this material around Gilligan says oh yeah a trunk full I mean tree trunks full (laughs) the professor still giddy says you found the miracle we've been looking for Gilligan Marianne, still on the beach, says, you mean the syrup? The professor says, the exactly. What? What? Syrup? <laughs> I said the, the, the syrup? Oh, I say syrup. Okay. Syrup. Because you're like, the syrup? Like, <laughs> syrup? Sir, I say syrup. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I, syrup is probably correct. <laughs> We're learning so much about how each other talks. <laughs> You know, it's it's like those some of those words that you say differently depending on how you say them in a sentence. Like the word like root or route. Mm-hmm. Like I use both depending on how you say it, or Caribbean or Caribbean or the or the. Oh, That's true because it's parts of the Caribbean. It's not parts right. of the Caribbean. That sounds stupid. No. That sounds you don't know. But if you say, "Hey, I'm going to go sail out into the Caribbean," exactly. that makes sense. If you were to say, "I'm going to sail out into the Caribbean," what? 
I feel like Caribbean is like like an area of the world. Yeah. And Caribbean is like the body of water. Okay. Okay. That was a haiku. Dude. Not enough. It wasn't just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mary Hand still on the beach says, you mean the syrup? <laughs> the professor says, exactly. It must be a combination of rubber. I missed him say this word. Is it chickle? Yeah. Remember that? Remember the gum chiclets? Yeah. That's the chickle uh, was the original chewing gum. And then they made a synthetic gum, but chick, uh, chiclets were, I think, one of the first gum to have, like, to use the actual chickle from a chickle tree. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's fun. So, uh, it must be a combination of rubber, chickle, and resin that bonded together when you heated it. It's perfect cement for repairing the boat. Gilligan asks, it is? Skipper, now giddy too, says, we can patch up the minnow and be in time to catch that high tide after all. Marianne, who's always wanting to give Gilligan credit, says, thanks to Gilligan's glue. The professor says, right, it's permanent, it's waterproof, and it's powerful. Gilligan adds, and it's fun to eat. No, Gilligan adds, (laughs) and it kind of does. And it tastes good on pancakes, too. The three men all cheer with glee. (laughs) So is the skipper really that stupid where he didn't know why the, the professor was so excited? Like he really couldn't put two and two together. He's like, what well, the fuck's wrong with him? Maybe he's gone crazy. Oh, he keeps shouting about how happy it is that it's holding shit together when we're trying to fix our boat. What the fuck? He must be crazy. Like, <laughs> you can't be that dumb. Like, <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, he did just like jump up from the table and start running into the lagoon. Mm. You know, like, what the hell are you doing? And earlier, dude, I'm sure Ginger probably told the captain, uh, something's wrong with the professor. He's like shaky. He's acting fucking weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, man, that moonlight was bright, wasn't it? <laughs> was Had shadows and shit on the ground. Like, it was crazy. Shifting in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's strange how they had that waterfall and spent all that time digging a well. That was weird. But <laughs> I see it right in the background. The waterfall, Big ass waterfall. Yeah. I noticed it finally. I never noticed it before. You know, in that one, in that episode where they're digging the well, you know, they, they purposely couldn't use that shot because <laughs> like, people would be complaining. What the fuck? There's literally a waterfall right behind him. Like, why do they need water so bad? <clears throat> right. Scene 10. The next morning at the Minnow, that sounds like a club or a bar. The, minnow, <laughs> the skipper holds a plank as the professor brushes on the syrup. Just then Gilligan and the girls show up. Gilligan asks, how's it coming? Think it'll be ready? Do you think it'll work? Gilligan inspects the progress. The skipper says, just a moment. <laughs> would you st- <laughs> would you step back a little? Thank you. <laughs> a moment later, the skipper and professor pick up the plank and get ready to attempt to stick it to the side of the minnow, covering up the, the hole. The skipper says, well, here it goes. They place the plank on the side of the boat and the professor gives it a good bang with his fist and says, now we better let it set for a few minutes. Skipper Gilligan says, I sure am glad I did something right for a change. Marianne says, Gilligan, you deserve a reward for this. If you know what I mean. And I think you do. Hell yeah. Hmm. She's going to bust out that Sleeping Beauty costume. <laughs> what? No. Never mind. <laughs> Oddly specific. 
<laughs> the professor tosses the plate of cemented pancakes <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> to, <laughs> to Gilligan and says, here, you better keep this. The Smithsonian Institute may want it. <laughs> Gilligan, feeling awkward at all the nice things said to him, says, well, golly, thanks, folks. It's the happiest day of my life. I don't deserve all that credit. I want to thank those who helped me, Skipper, Professor, Ginger, but most of all, I'd like to thank you, Marianne, Hmm. and her quote-unquote pancakes. Hell yeah. I ruined the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And Ginger says, gee, oh, this is Ginger. Gee, Gilligan, you make me homesick for Hollywood and the Oscar Awards. (laughs) (laughs) The professor says, that patch ought to be about ready now, Skipper. The Skipper grabs his hat on his head and says, let's find out. The professor and the Skipper both grab onto the plank. They try and budge it, but it won't budge. Hmm. The professor declares, it's permanent. Absolutely permanent. Hmm. They all cheer, but not with glee. They just cheer. Yeah. The skipper says, girls, start packing the provisions. Tomorrow at high tide, we shove off for home. Hmm. Marianne jumps for joy and says, well, hurry, let's go pack and runs off. Ginger right behind her says, wait, here I come. (laughs) Marianne's like, what? I can't hear you. You need to talk louder. (laughs) The professor says, skipper. I'll be right back. And he runs off too. He saw Ginger leave. He's like, I got shit to do. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, thank God for her pancakes, quote unquote. <laughs> now, Gilligan, let's see what you did there. Hell yeah, Gilligan knows what he's doing. What, tree sucking um, and shit? <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't seem very watertight at all. Like, you can see like gaps in it. <laughs> it was just a <laughs> test one, you know. Yeah. I mean, you see later what they do. They patch it and then just cover the whole fucking thing with the glue. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand when the tide comes in, it's going to flood the entire beach. Well, I assume, I assume just up to the, where the boat is, but that's that sand is completely like dry. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's been sitting in the sun all day. So I mean, yeah, but that's not enough to dry it to a powder like that. You've been to the beach. You've been to the <laughs> beach, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and also I looked it up just to make sure I was right. And the tide changes every 12 hours and 25 minutes. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like it's been sitting that long. Mm-hmm. Um, why? But I still don't get it. Why is it their only opportunity? No, fuck that. It's got to be the second high tide on Tuesday. Why? What, what the fuck matter? What does it matter? Because it's the highest tide, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss it, there's going to be another one in 12 hours. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Hmm. Scene 11. Meanwhile, Gilligan dips his finger into the compound and tastes it. He then walks over to the skipper and says, Skipper. Skipper says, yes, Gilligan. Gilligan says, well, sir, well, uh, I was wondering, would you do me a favor? The skipper, while kneeling down and looking at another hole in the minnow, says, what is it? Gilligan says, it's a request from a friend, but that's not important now. <laughs> no, no. He says, well, I, um, uh, Skipper says, well, go on. Gilligan asks, well, can I help too, sir? Skipper drops what he's doing, stands up and says, well, certainly you can help, little buddy. You're my crew, aren't you? 
Gillian says, yes, sir. Your whole crew. Yes, sir. Skipper says, now we're going to need some new brushes for the glue. Why don't you go out and get some palm leaves? Gilligan salutes the captain and says, aye, aye, sir. Skipper salutes back with a big old smile. Hell yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Gilligan turns to walk off, but then almost knocks over some planks. Oh, shit. Stops just in time. Hell yeah. New leaf turning over for Gilligan. That is a new leaf, yes. As he continues to walk, he accidentally steps his foot right into the bucket of compound. No. Wait, I the know. wet compound? The wet. The compound thing. that's been wet all day, right? Well, it's in a bucket. Right, but it's been wet and uncured all day, right? <laughs> just, I just want to clarify. Okay. He tries to pull his foot out, but it's stuck. The skipper who's working on a plank at the bow of the boat looks over and sees this. He stands up and slowly walks over to Gilligan, who is still struggling to free his foot. Skipper stops, crosses his arms, and shakes his head in disbelief. <laughs> Gilligan, finally freeing himself, unknowing that he's being observed by the captain, throws the bucket away from him. Just then, the skipper says, Gilligan. Gilligan jumps and puts his glue-covered foot to the side of the boat to hide it. The skipper calmly asks, What are you hiding? <laughs> Gilligan squeaks, Me? Hiding? Where? What? <laughs> what hiding? What... What hide? What is? What is hiding? I is it? Is it? Skipper, I got a confession to make. I got a stuck foot. <laughs> we see that Gilligan has glued his foot to the side of the boat. The skipper calmly says, "I thought so." Gilligan pleads, "Please help me, huh, Skipper?" Skipper says, <laughs> "Yes, Gilligan, I'll help you. But remember, when you've done something wrong, don't try to hide it." Okay, Gilligan Daddy. Nods. <laughs> Gilligan nods and says, I'll remember. The skipper now grabs a hold of Gilligan and pulls him in an attempt to free his foot. But it's no use. He puts Gilligan back down and says, well, you've got to help too, Gilligan. Now put your hand on my shoulder. Gilligan says, but the skipper interrupts and orders, put your hand on my shoulder. <laughs> Gilligan does as he's told and puts his hand on the skipper's shoulder. But just then, the skipper realizes what has now happened. What's that? The skipper asks, did you have glue on your hand? <laughs> Gilligan nods. The skipper now grabs Gilligan's arm and tries to free his hand from his shoulder, but it's no use. After a couple of pulls, the skipper realizes something else. He looks at Gilligan and the two of them say together, on the sleeve too. Skipper just nods in disappointment. <laughs> so how is Gilligan helping the skipper doing Gilligan a favor? What do you mean? Because he's like, will you do me a favor? You know, can I help you? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> well, because he never lets him help. He's always like, go fucking find something else to do. But then he's always ordering him around. <laughs> <laughs> True. But it kind of reminded me of like little tiny kids, like four year olds, would come up and be like, "Tech, can I, can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. You, you know, you know what? You're like, what's that? Can I have milk? That's not okay. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how he was talking. He was acting like a three year old. Anyways, um, so I'm, I'm just confused. If the compound hardened that fast with the wood, yeah, why is it still wet in the wooden bucket? <laughs> well, it's like all together. It's like paint. 
paint dries when you put it on the wall, but it's not going to dry in the bucket. <laughs> I guess, but it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of it. I don't know. It's like super glue. Like if you get super glue on your fingers, it it yeah, sets it's immediately. Not, it's not setting in the bottle though. Why? Because it it sets in contact with air. Oh, I don't know. But yeah. Um. Anyways, um. I love the the ADR to explain why they can't get they can't take off their shirts. You know what I mean? Did you know that? Because there's a line where they're like, where they're like, and through the shirt, and, like, and oh, you could yeah, tell yeah. they were in a studio when they recorded that. Right. It seems like there's a lot of ADR like randomly thrown in this every episode, episode. Yeah. I don't um, know, maybe it was just too noisy with the wind on the beach. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it would have been funny if he would have like scratched his balls or like patted Gilligan on the ass or something. That just would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they would have done that. Like if he had an itch, ooh, and like did the pinch and roll and his hand was stuck. Like, <laughs> damn it. Pension, it's a pinch and twist. <laughs> yeah. Well, pinch and roll, pinch and twist, same thing. It depends on if you're in, you know, in the Midwest or in, in Florida. So. <laughs> and like, everybody up here going pinch and roll. Like, what is that? I mean, the pinch, pinch and, and roll. Okay, get the fuck out of here with pinch and roll. Why don't you just go back to 7-Eleven, <laughs> loser? Get your pop. Drink your pop and pinch and roll. <laughs> women have no idea what we're talking about. No, we don't. And if any women out there know what we're talking about, kudos to you. I bet. Let me, who, who of our of our um, our quote-unquote friends of the show you think know? Well, Jim Larison obviously knows, but he's yeah, a guy. Jim Larison knows. <laughs> Something tells me... Um, Jenny knows. Jenny knows. Jenny she knows. Because she, she watches enough sports, she knows what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I feel. Hey, did you know our dynamic changed, by the way? We actually mm-hmm. have more male listeners now than female. Really? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners know about the pension roll. Yeah. Or pension twist, if you want to pension be in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jenny knows. And I don't know. I think Mindy might know, too. Emmy Kate has no idea. Emmy Kate doesn't know. No. Uh-uh. But that's okay. She'll learn. That's okay. Well, just, maybe. I don't, I'm not going to teach her. But Any uh, guy around, just ask them yeah. what the whole pension twist is, and they'll be like. Yeah. And there's there's a few things that I guess I'm naive. I didn't realize was that I didn't realize every guy knew. It's just something that guys do. Like, we don't talk about it. That We don't sit through a class. Right, right. There's not an orientation for being a guy when you're 18. And, like, one of them is obviously, you know, when you're standing at a urinal, you don't talk. Until you're over washing your hands. That's typical, right? <laughs> Some the people other one, break that and make it really awkward. <laughs> the other one is with, with different nods, right? Yeah. Like if you nod up, that means you know somebody and you're saying hi, right? If you nod down, that means you don't know them, but you're acknowledging them as a person, right? Right, right, right. yeah. And then if you sense. nod to the side, that means either... Hey, come here. I got to tell you something. Or, hey, check out that chick over there. <laughs> That's true. That's and true. so this this is one of them, too. Like what we're talking, the, the pension roll. It's one of those things that every guy does. And until you talk about it, you're like, oh, I didn't realize every guy did that. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like nobody teaches it to you. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> this is what I'm going to just explain to you what my mother saw. So we okay. arrived somewhere, and I, I was probably like seven or so. And uh, we arrived somewhere. I jump out of the car, and then I do a complete, like, bend my knees and do a complete squat down to the ground and stand back up. And my mom was like, <laughs> thinking, like, I'm doing like a pirouette or something. And she was like, 
starts laughing and saying, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, nothing. <laughs> Mind you, this was a hot day. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any guys know what that is? Write into the show and see if you, we won't say, we won't read it on the air if you don't want us to, but write into the show and see why, why any guy would kneel down and like <laughs> do like a pirouette down pirouette, to the ground yeah. and back up. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a curtsy. We'll call it that. Yeah, we'll call it a curtsy. We'll call it a sticky curtsy. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going way off on a tangent here wow. so many guy things though that we don't talk about that we all do like it's so weird i know it's good times yeah. all right <laughs> scene 12 the skipper now tries to pull with all his might but it's not working the skipper says that glue went straight through my shirt that was the line i was talking about yeah he tries again he says all right come on gilligan they both pull together to free themselves finally Gilligan's foot comes out of his shoe and they both go tumbling to the ground, but still stuck to each other. Mm. The skipper, now losing patience, a fucking surprise. <laughs> hulks out and tries to get to his feet, but accidentally puts his hand into the bucket of glue that Gilligan had thrown earlier. He shakes it off his hand and all over Gilligan's back. Gilligan says, hey, you're getting it all over my back. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh jesus gilligan says that the skipper is loot what oh gilligan's oh, <laughs> the skipper's losing his shit guys <laughs> uh, gilligan sees that the skipper is losing his shit so he backpedals and says but that's all right thank you <laughs> the, the skipper with an evil look in his eyes says, that's very nice of you. Gilligan says, you're welcome. <laughs> the skipper says, let's try and get up. Gilligan tries to quickly get to his feet, but the skipper <laughs> angrily says together. They finally make it to their feet with their hands still glued to each other. Once on their feet, Gilligan heads towards the minnow. The skipper stops him and asks, what are you doing? Gilligan says, I got to get my shoe. <laughs> the skipper says, never mind that. Gilligan, hopping around on one foot, says, right, I don't need my shoe. <laughs> Gilligan begins to hop in the other direction. The skipper stops him and asks, where are you going now? Gilligan says, I'm going to get the palm leaves like you told me. <laughs> the skipper, now madder than hell, says, Gilligan, will you get back here? And he jerks Gilligan off <coughs> the ground. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's something in my throat. Um, anyways, the skipper jerks Gilligan off the ground, and they both fly into the side of the minnow. Now with Gilligan's back stuck to the side of the boat and dangling off the ground, Gilligan, trying to find the silver lining, says, well, at least I'm closer to my shoe. Mm -hmm. The skipper gets angry and says through his gritted teeth, Gilligan, we have to be calm and logical. Now let's think. Gilligan repeats, right, think. While thinking, Gilligan places his elbow on the side of the captain's shoulder and rests his head on his hand. The skipper looks over at him. Gilligan now realizes he just glued his hand to his face. Mm -hmm. The skipper says, I've got it. What we need is leverage. Gilligan says, yeah, why don't you grab a rail and push? The skipper says, good idea, Gilligan. 
The skipper turns to get a lever, but then realizes he can't move. They're both stuck to the side of the minnow. The skipper perseveres and stretches and reaches and grabs the side of the boat, but then realizes his hand is now stuck to the side of the boat. (laughs) Skipper. He slowly just looks at Gilligan in anger. Gilligan turns away to try and ignore him. (laughs) I I still, I, I know suspension of disbelief, but. I just, I still don't understand why it sets the moment somebody touches something. Like, it's so dumb. Super glue is like that fast, kind of? Not really. But I mean, if you put super glue on the table, yeah, it's going to set within like a few seconds. But if you fill a solo cup with super glue, <laughs> it's well, not going to set yeah. the moment you stick your finger in there and touch the <laughs> table or something. Like, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Scene 13. The house now wander around as Mr. House says, Lovey, I wonder where everyone is. As they arrive to the minnow, Mrs. House says, Oh, there's the captain and Gilligan. <laughs> they see the two men are stuck to the side of the boat. Gilligan says, Mr. And Mrs. Howell. Lovey says, Look, Thurston, they're playing charades. <laughs> Mr. House says, you're so right, lovey. Well, I must say, this is fun. They walk over to the two men as Mr. Howe goes on. Now, fellas, don't tell me your your Egyptian pictures on a tomb. (laughs) Gilligan and the skipper both try to explain that they're stuck. Mr. Howe, still playing charade, says, no, 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 no. You're Mount Rushmore. Presidents. Presidents. The two men are just argue, Mr. Howe, we are stuck. Mr. Howe continues to guess presidents. Warren? Calvin? The skipper and Gilligan are getting irritated and yelling back, No, glue, glue. Mr. Howe says, Oh, yes, I see, Lovey. They're trying to give me a clue. <laughs> Lovey says, I think they said glue, Thurston. I believe they're stuck. Gilligan <laughs> and the skipper not in agreement. Thurston says, Good heavens, you're right. They are stuck there, by gum. Thurston chuckles, turns to Levy and says, Stuck by gum. Did you hear that, Levy? <laughs> Levy says, Levy says, Oh, you're so witty, darling. <laughs> the skipper, now losing his motherfucking mind, like Jimmy in a power outage, yells, Hell yeah. Mr. Hal, will you please listen? Will you do something to get us off here? Call the professor, call somebody, but get Will something. Will you do something to, to get us off? <laughs> the hells so, agree. So the house start taking off their clothes. Right. The hells agree, as Levy says, we'll get the professor. As they leave, Mr. Howe turns back to the stuck men and say, don't go anywhere. <laughs> and they walk off to get the professor. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're so clueless and out of touch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I would love for them to like redeem themselves and actually contribute something. Like how funny would it be if Lovey was like, like if she busted out some like insanely specific, like scientific shit that the professor didn't know. And then just <laughs> almost like, you know, like she did it on accident and then they fell off of it. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know, like plans, like schematics for a boat. Why don't you do this and this like, and this, you know, how'd like, you know that? And she's like, well, you know, I do have a, a degree from Cornell, you know, or something like, that. like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a mechanical engineer. Well, all right. That would just be funny. It would be funny. 
<laughs> so this is where we take our next break. Whew. So Gilligan and the Skipper are stuck to the side of the minnow. Will they be there forever? No, they still no there because now? next week it's a different episode. Oh. Will the minnow get fixed so the castaways can get off the island? Maybe. Will tree sucking be my new Pornhub search? Oh, like it's not already. <laughs> we'll be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. are a back oh man you know i was um i was reading when we were on break i was doing a little research on the interwebs and um and i saw that josh gad uh was it looks like he's going to reboot gilligan's island or reimagine it as nbc likes to say um so i got thinking about it like it it says that it's going to have all the main cast members it's going to have the skipper gilligan uh ginger marianne and the howls so Going through each one, like starting with Gilligan, obviously, I think that's what Josh Gad's going to play. But okay. if you could pick anybody in Hollywood to play Gilligan, who would it be? Oh, wow. Like, who would you, who do you think would make a good Gilligan? So, who would play Gilligan? I don't yeah. know. That's a good question. Um, <sighs> like, I know who I, I like, I don't, I, I'm, you know, how I'm horrible at people's names in Hollywood. Okay. I'm awful, but the guy that played the the guy that voiced Wreck It Ralph, the guy with the like Georgia accent, like what the hell is it? John C. Riley? No, no, not. Oh yeah, I guess he did play Wreck. No, Fix It Felix. Guy oh oh, Fix oh it yeah, um, uh, Briar or something. Something like that. Yeah. Briar, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I yeah, think yeah. he would make a good guy. <laughs> he does the same character and everything is he which does. is awesome. Yeah. But it, well, he, he started off so on Conan, good. which kudos to him. It's awesome. <clears throat> Oh yeah, he was a page. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd be funny, but I don't know. He, it's definitely good. I would definitely audition him for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's good. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. God, 
wish I would have had time to prepare for this because I'd give you like a whole cast list. Yeah, well, that's that's what's fun about this is I I just thought of this coming back into break, so I don't have any cast list prepared. So we're gonna go through each character to see who can come up with another cast. So we're gonna, no matter how long it takes tonight, we're going exactly. to go through yep. and cast this entire yep. new show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> can we come back to Gillingen and pick somebody else? Sure, Skipper. The Skipper. I I want to say John Goodman only because, well, I think he's too old, but only because he did like a skipper impression on an episode of Roseanne. It was fucking perfect. It was so good. But he would be an awesome skipper, even though he's too old now. One that I would want to see because I think they could do a good job and I think it would be hilarious. Just him getting cast in it would be hilarious, I think. think Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe? Did you see Love and Thunder? Is that why? (laughs) Oh yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, because he has that. I didn't realize he could be funny. The Russell Crowe percent either. Yeah. I was surprised too. I thought you were gonna say like Jack Black or something. No, the skipper. Hmm. Jack Black's not imposing enough. It's it's he's got to be imposing. Because imagine him next to that that Fix It Felix guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck it. Let's if you can have Fix It Felix be be. Oh, and John Gilligan. C. Riley. Let's make John. Yeah, John C. Riley. Okay. All right. So your cast is John C. Riley and, and Fix It <laughs> Felix, and mine is Fix It Felix and um, um, Russell Crowe. All right. You know who? You know who I would have for for uh, Mr. And Mrs. Howell. You know, it would be awesome if they could get like a real couple. Like I don't know too many like real couples. <laughs> yeah. Like well, that's Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn or something. Well, know? no, I like, was thinking Nick <laughs> Nick Offerman. <laughs> And Megan Mullally. Oh my god, they would would be be amazing, wouldn't it? They would be so funny. Oh my god, they're they're hilarious. Okay, so yeah, yes. So now the two important ones that I I think, and I and I don't mean that in a pervy way. I mean as far as Hollywood is concerned, I think they're going to think these are the two most important, right? Right. Um, Well, we'll start with the first one, Um, Marianne. Marianne. It's got to have that 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 you know. Girl grew up on a farm, girl next door kind of look. Like. Yeah. Oh, man. So you got to find somebody sweet. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, like Anna Ferris keeps coming in my head, but I don't know why. Mm. She's not. I think she's too old. Yeah, she's she's got to be age. pretty young. Yeah. She needs somebody like Kaylee Kuoka. I mean, she might be too old. Nah. Yeah, maybe. Kaylee Kuoka maybe is like ginger. But What about Melissa Roush? Oh wow! I love her. Do put them both in there. What about put Melissa Rauch as a Marianne and put Kaylee Cuoco as Ginger? What about Julianne Huff? Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff. Oh oh oh! Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, from Rock of um, Ages. Yeah yeah. Hmm. Okay. Or it's got to be that, or it's got to be somebody that like that's never acted. Now Ginger, you could probably get by with somebody that's never acted. But yeah, for Marianne, I think that's, an, in my opinion, that's an important role. Because that was the one that, you know, a lot of people, because I think the producers were expecting people to have a crush on Ginger. I don't think they were counting on Marianne yeah. getting as popular as she was. <laughs> so it's it's got to be somebody that's really going to grab people's attention. People are expecting Marianne to be girl next door hot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny if they had the new cast and they were all like superstars. Right. <clears throat> except for the whoever plays Ginger is nobody who's supposed to be a superstar. <laughs> It would be irony. <laughs> All right. So I, I got somebody that I think could pull off Marion. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's a, a little on the older side, I think, 
But I, I think, think she, okay. if anybody could pull it off because of the cast we're putting together, if anybody yeah. can pull it off, this chick can. Okay. Kristen Bell. Dude, I was just thinking Kristen yeah. Bell. Yeah. But I was if thinking anybody can old. pull it off, Kristen Bell can. Yeah. Oh, I love Kristen Bell. Oh, yeah. I love Kristen Bell. <laughs> uh, All right. So now the important one, Ginger. Wow. Ginger. <clears throat> Do you want, I mean, are we, are we looking old school Hollywood or are we looking just somebody that's attractive? Somebody that's looks like a rich Hollywood snobby bitch. <laughs> what about Kate Beckinsale? Mm, I was kind of thinking of, um, what's that girl's name? Robbie Margo, Margo, Margo Robbie. Oh, yeah. Mm. She's she's friends with Amanda Heard. I don't want to I don't want to cast her in our make believe film. Um, <laughs> um, well, who's somebody? Who's somebody in, in Hollywood that really they are stuck up? Like somebody that could do like a parody of themselves in the role, like, like Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, seriously. Like, what if we cast somebody like like Paris Hilton or Paris um, Hilton or um, uh, her? Who's her friend? Lionel Richie's daughter. Oh, um, Nicole Richie. Yeah. I don't think she's like snobby bitch anymore. I think she changed her ways. But. I could totally see Paris Hilton. You could even let her say her stupid catchphrase. That's hot. You could even have her say that. <laughs> no, so you far, know what? The more I talk about it, the more I don't like her in the role. <laughs> I don't think she would get the humor. We need somebody that would get the humor. I think I have the perfect ginger. Okay. And feel, feel free to disagree with me. Okay. Lady Gaga. Oh, <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think her and Kristen Bell would really play off each other well. Hey, oh, I was a problem. Sure. Didn't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> we still have the professor in the cast. Yeah, I was gonna say last and certainly least because we forgot about him. Um, <laughs> I know who I think would be perfect, but we'll see if you can come up with something better. Okay, I have an idea. Okay, you shoot first because I just did the Lady Gaga. <clears throat> this is going to be weird and random. Okay. But I'm thinking um, Freddie Prince Jr. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, this is a 2022 show, so it's going to be. <laughs> well, he's kind of old, so. <laughs> you know. Oh, then uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> uh, so I, I got somebody I was thinking of. I got somebody I'm thinking of, and it, it's a little bit of a Jimmyism, but it's For based. Professor? Yeah, but it's based on a previous role that he played when he was younger. Okay. Neil Patrick Harris. That's good. Like that. <laughs> Although I actually wouldn't mind seeing Idris Elba now that the more I think about it. Idris Elba might be kind of cool in that role. Who, who's, the, who's the guy that played Captain Hammer? <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna have to look that I shit say up. His anyway. name is Nick something. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Nathan, yeah, Nathan Fillion. Now nah, I, I like Neil Patrick Harris better. <laughs> okay, so our cast list that we have here. Oh, and real quick, Josh Gad, if you're listening, this 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 is what's gonna make you money in theaters right here. Right here, theaters or TV show? Either. Well, I guess I don't know. Whatever he decides he wants to do. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the cast as uh, we see it, Gilligan, Josh Gad, you can have it, or we're suggesting Jack McBrayer. 
Yes. Like Gilligan. The skipper, I say John C. Riley. Well, I would I'd, prefer John Goodman would be great, but he's too old, but John C. Riley would be awesome. I just thought of somebody because I was going to say Russell Crowe, but I think I've just oh, right. thought of something even better. Who? Rob Riggle. Because <laughs> Homeboys, I think he's a real, he was an actual Marine. He's a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. That guy's hilarious. So Jack McBrayer playing up against Rob Riggle. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I mean, we won't have that heavy setness, which John C. Riley isn't really heavy, but I, th- I feel like he would put on weight just for the role. Yeah. Ron, uh, Rob <clears throat> Riggle would not do that, but <laughs> Captain Jack. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, he did play a skipper. That's right. He did. Yeah. <laughs> on The Office. That's right. Um, all right. Cool, cool, cool. I, I think that would be good, too. Um the Howls will be played by Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Yes. <laughs> Which is awesome. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marianne will be played by the lovely, the beautiful Kristen Bell. Yes. <laughs> um, Ginger will be played by Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Perfect. And The Professor played by Neil Patrick Harris. Hell yeah. I, that's your fucking cast right there, man. So what that's everybody it. needs to do listening is you need to start start like bombing Josh Gad with tweets saying <laughs> you need to have Jimmy and, and tech cast your, 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 your TV show. <laughs> Boom. Boom. That's it. Man, we went on a little tangent there. That's all right. <laughs> Josh Gad will think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So you're ready to get back into this. I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, The castaways are determined to fix the minnow so they can sail off the island and be rescued. Gilligan accidentally invented a glue using tree sap that is strong and hardens like cement. (laughs) Exactly. This just may be the miracle they need to be rescued. While trying to make repairs to the minnow, Gilligan and the skipper have gotten themselves in a sticky situation. (laughs) What will they do? Well, let's get back into this. Scene 14. Meanwhile, in the professor's hut, he's quietly folding a shirt and packing to set sail. The Howells arrive as Lovey says, We hate to drop in without an invitation, Professor, but this is terribly important. (laughs) Mr. Howell says, It's about the skipper and Gilligan. A most fantastic thing has happened. The professor asks, You know, like what happened? (laughs) Mr. Howell says, They're at the beach on the boat. The professor says, on the boat? What's so fantastic about that? Mr. Howell continues, well, you don't understand. They're on the boat. The professor just stares at Mr. Howell. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Howell goes on. They're against the boat. They're attached to the boat. They're even mounted there. (laughs) The professor still gives them a look of confusion. Mrs. Howell takes the wheel as she says, like the moose heads in Thurston's trophy room. <laughs> Mr. Howell adds, you got to do something to get them off. Whoa. The professor suggests, can't you just send Ginger down there? You <laughs> didn't say that. I mean, Skipper already has Gilligan. <laughs> no. Lovely. Lovey finally says, you see, they're pasted on the boat. The professor says, oh, well, that glue is permanent. 
there's nothing on the island to dissolve it. They're going to have to stay there forever till they die. No, they're going to die on the boat. <laughs> Lovey asks, nothing. The professor goes on, why? Do you know what it would take? It would take a, a polyester derivative of an organic hydroxide molecule. Mr. Hell's like, duh. <laughs> Mr. Hell's like, gazoontite. <laughs> no, Mr. How, <Howell laughs> Mr. How comforts his wife and says, "What's your language? You're in the presence of a lady." <laughs> the professor says, "Forgive me, but let me put it to you this way: In order to dissolve that glue, I need an an aromatic acetate." He said, "As <laughs> he said, aromatic." <laughs> the professor sniffs Mrs. Howell and says, "Wait a minute, perfume." Some perfumes are made with that formula. Mrs. Howell lights up and says, I have perfume, Professor. <laughs> the professor confirms, yes, you do. He thinks for a second and says, I'll go check the other girls, and then leaves the hut. <laughs> um, how dare he just sniff a howl? I know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> I ain't just anybody. It's not like it's Ginger. Right? Like every, any guy can walk in her hut and sniff her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but I love how I love how Lovey acts like she like heard something offensive because she like turns her head away like oh. I know. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's like he comforts his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Put your fucking mouth around my wife. <laughs> uh, um, I wonder why he didn't want hers. Like I, I guess the joke may went over my, went over my head. No, I think it was like I think it was just like um, I have. I have perfume. And he's like, yes, I, I know you do. And then so he's probably looking for more, you know. He probably doesn't um, have a clue that she has so much perfume. Right. Um, but probably, well, let me check with the other girls, see how much they have too, because, you know, you know, the more the better, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, because I took it like like if you were to be like, I have something to drink, right. But I'm, I'm still gonna go ask somebody else. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just. That's the way I took it. Like I have perfume. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm. You know, I'm just. You know, you keep it. I'm gonna go ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Scene fifteen. Back at Howell Manor, Mister. Mrs. Howell are looking through her perfumes. She has them all set in a row, from large bottles to small ones. Mrs. Howell, as she looks at all of them, says, "Now let me see." Mr. Howell, understanding the urgency, jumps in and grabs one and says, Lovey, here's a nice, but is cut off when Lovey says, Thurston, that's an evening perfume. You can't use that until the sun goes down. Mr. Howell says, oh, of course. What am I thinking about? Lovey, here's a full one. He picks up a large bottle of perfume. Mrs. Howell stops him and says, no, 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 you man. That's an indoor perfume. Gillian the Skipper are definitely outdoor types. Mrs. Howell now spots a small bottle and picks it up. She says, Ah, this is a lovely fragrance. Not too heavy, not too light, and just a hint of spice. Mr. Howell says, uh, Darling, we're in a hurry. How about this one here? Lovey says, Oh, Thurston, that's the one I used to get you to propose to me. <laughs> Mr. Howell asks, that's what did it? Mrs. Howell giggles to herself. Mr. Howell says, oh, by all means, we couldn't use that one. 
I'd feel silly proposing to that old boat. He then chuckles at his own joke. <laughs> they shouldn't have had him think it was a, they shouldn't have had him as a joke. They should have just had him be serious. Like <laughs> that would have been funnier. Um, what the, I, I, they gain stuff every fucking episode, every episode, they got more shit. Like I'm waiting for like a sofa to pop up from their house. Like it just, by the end Apparently. of the se- by the end of season three, they're gonna have their house there somehow. Like <laughs> it's like in Prison Gillen, where like we gotta move all this clutter and bullshit over here. Yeah. Like they they only been there like six weeks and they're yeah. clutter and bullshit. <clears throat> but all that freaking perfume, three hour tour, huh? Well, the fact that they brought luggage at all, it's a three hour t- you're gonna be home by dinner. <laughs> she bring all that perfume and including an indoor perfume she would bring on an outing <laughs> wow. God. all right scene 16 over in the girl's hut ginger is packing the professor yells from outside ginger ginger says in here professor oh no she doesn't what am i fucking, what am i talking about uh-huh, she goes know. in here professor and he's like what <laughs> She says, in here, professor. <laughs> the professor walks in. Ginger holds up a dress and says to him, remember this dress? I made it for her. But it's cut off when the professor shoves Ginger against the wall and says, Ginger, I've got to sniff your perfume. Ginger, a little shocked by his behavior, smiles and says, Professor, on the day we're leaving, (laughs) the professor, with his face buried in her neck, asks, Have you gotten any more of this? It would have been funny if all you heard was, She's like, what? (laughs) Ginger, smiling, says, Professor, uh, I think you've had enough. Uh, mm-hmm. The professor says, I've got no time to explain, but where do you keep your perfume? Ginger's still enjoying every fucking minute of this says, behind my ears. Can't you tell? <laughs> Ginger giggles as the professor goes on. No, I mean the bottle. The professor pulls away and grabs a hold of her shoulders. Ginger coos. The professor asks, where do you keep the bottle? Ginger says, why in my makeup case? <laughs> Over there on my hope chest. <laughs> I've never seen purple underwear before, Calvin. <laughs> the professor reaches down, grabs the perfume and leaves the hut. Ginger confused now says, well, that sales girl was wrong. Uh-huh. The perfume doesn't make them wild. It drives them absolutely batty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ginger is now left confused and unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. She was loving the hell out of that shit. Hell she was. She's like, I, I think we ought to, um, we got to shoot that again. <laughs> Oops. I, forgot, I said the wrong line. We got to shoot it again. <laughs> I mean, but like. Like the professor knew what he was doing in there. He was like exactly, slamming yeah, yeah. up against yeah. the wall. He was like, I gotta sniff your neck. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, uh-huh. I gotta pin you against the wall, you know, so you don't move and mess up my concentration when I'm sniffing your perfume. <laughs> so <doing> an experiment. <laughs> let me experiment on you. <laughs> I gotta do a control. Now let me sniff the other side. <laughs> what? Um 
So <laughs> I was a little bit confused because a, he didn't have to sniff her neck for that long. <laughs> He's just sniffing no, for the but- presence of perfume. That's it. <laughs> not for a specific perfume. No, because he can like sniff out for all those acetates yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, he can sniff Let's out see. for some acid somethings. Uh, I can smell acetate. <laughs> acetate? Oh, smell. You say? Did you say acetate? <laughs> I think you pre- I'm pretty sure you said acetate. Um, so two, <laughs> why didn't he just ask for the oh, bottle sure. to begin with? When he walked in, why didn't he say, do you have any perfume? All right, thanks. Bye. That's how fast it took. <laughs> Because, because man, the pressure's fucking play. He's got game, man. But I mean, apparently he's gonna miss this once in a lifetime, you know, you know, high, you know, <laughs> tide or whatever. And D, why the hell is she wearing perfume, a bracelet, and earrings on a deserted island? I don't know, because she wants to look nice all the time. Except when she's sleeping and she comes out in the fucking towel. Yeah, but she looks nice at all, she? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think women are gross. <laughs> You do? That's weird to say on the podcast. <laughs> you know your sister and your sisters and your mom and your stepmom listen, right? They're women tech. I think they're lovely, all four of them. You apparently think they're gross. Which is kind of fucked up. But I was quoting you, Jimmy. I was quoting you. <laughs> Scenes have on teen. A bit later, back at the minnow, the skipper paints on the glue compound over planks that are filling the holes with the minnow. Gilligan runs up and says, Skipper? Skipper says, Go away, Gilligan. (laughs) Skipper now walks to the other side of the boat to paint more glue on. He says, Don't bother me now. I'm re-gluing the entire boat board by board. As Gilligan follows the skipper, he trips over a mound of sand and falls to the ground. Skipper rolls his eyes and says, Gilligan, Don't you realize that if the professor hadn't thought of using Mrs. House perfume to dissolve this glue, you'd still have us stuck to the boat. Wait a minute. What the fuck did he do with Ginger's perfume? He (laughs) he kept that shit. He kept that shit and like like jerked off to it or something. I'm going to need his bottle of perfume and some used underwear. You saw the way he ran off into the woods with it? (laughs) You better be careful. That shit burns. I mean, not that I know. (laughs) Gilligan says, yeah. You still smell pretty, Skipper. Can I help? Skipper says, all right, Gilligan, you can help. Gilligan argues because that's what he's used to having to do. He says, I'll do anything you say, sir. I'll glue it. The Skipper surprisingly, out of character, loses his temper, Jimmy. What? And says, I said you can help. Will you cut it out? No, right? That's weird. Gilligan says, thank you, sir. I really do appreciate it. Skipper says, I said you could help. Now, I want you to go to the top of that hill and keep a sharp lookout for icebergs. <laughs> Gilligan salutes the skipper as he says, I, 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 icebergs? Skipper, we're in the tropics. Skipper patronizing him says, I know. That's why it's hard to find. Now run along. <laughs> Gilligan looks at the top of the hill and says, well, I don't know, skipper. I think if I go to the top of that, Skipper cuts him off and says, Gillian, if you open your mouth once more, he threatens him with a paintbrush full of sticky glue. Gilligan shuts his mouth. The skipper asks, anything to say? Gilligan shakes his head. Skipper says, run along. Gilligan turns to leave and asks one more, icebergs? Skipper says, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) 
No, Did you just call me an asshole? <laughs> what? I said iceberg. Are you about to call me an asshole? <laughs> Skipper takes a deep breath and gets back to work. <laughs> huh. So Gillian's already had that shit in his mouth. Like, why was he afraid of it? He ate it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like you, you would have thought, like from what we've seen, maybe we go, oh, and his finger <laughs> yeah, would be right, caught yeah. in his lips. But no. Um, and wow, the, the skipper's being awfully careless with that broom he stole from uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, didn't he? Like, <laughs> like he's waving that shit around, like pointing at stuff. It's like, Relax, man. It's glue. <laughs> and how was he able to use that to? paint it onto the side of the boat <laughs> when anything else. it touches it's it's stuck to like come on now yeah <laughs> it's almost like this show isn't real <laughs> wait once again this isn't a documentary <laughs> apparently not i hope not because it's a shitty one so i'm guessing the perfume worked then i thought this <laughs> was like gonna be like the whole point of the show was like to get them unstuck <laughs> i thought that's what we were dealing with because it ends you know, at the halfway point, like they're stuck on the boat. What will we do? You know, and then like, and now they have to figure out a way, but like the next scene, they're not there anymore. So it's kind of a letdown with a cliffhanger. Like, I don't know. I, I get to see them get freed. It would have been funny if like cut to like the show, like the mo- the movie escape from Gilligan's Island, like in the eighties, like if he still has shit all over his shirt and I was like, what the fuck is all over Gilligan and Skipper's shirt? Oh, that's from season one when they were stuck to the side of, you know what I mean? Like, but apparently yeah. the perfume like makes their shirts look brand new. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good laughs> yeah. Right. Scene 18. Gilligan wanders off into the lagoon, still carrying the professor's plate of cement pancakes. <laughs> he sits on a rock next to the water for a little pity party. He looks down into the water and sees his own reflection. And he starts singing that song from Greece. <laughs> Hopelessly devoted. Sorry. <clears throat> he says to his reflection, hey, what are you doing here? Mm. If I were you, I'd stay away from me. I'm nothing but trouble. I try real hard and want to help, but somehow something always goes wrong. Mm. He continues to stare at his reflection He smiles and goes on, except yesterday when I discovered Gilligan's waterproof glue, he looks down at the plate and says, it sticks the pancakes to the plate with a grip of steel. See, Gilligan then flips the pancake upside down over the water to show that it's stuck, but Mm. the pancakes fall off of the plate and into the water. Gilligan's eyes widen as he looks at the plate with no pancake. He says... What happened to the grip of steel? His reflection shakes its head at the question. Gilligan blows on the plate and nothing but powder and dust fly off the plate. Hmm. His jaw drops open as he says, oh my gosh, Gilligan's waterproof glue is permanent, but only temporary. Hmm. He realizes the peril they may be in and says, and that means when the boat is way out at sea, oh Gilligan blows on the plate again, releasing more dust and powder. He repeats, oh, he looks down at his reflection again and says, bye. His reflection, (laughs) his reflection waves back. Gilligan does a double take and then runs back to the minnow as he yells, wait, wait, don't leave yet. Stop. I know you're leaving (laughs) like any minute now. 
<laughs> you almost slept without me. <laughs> and that wait, wait was total ADR, by the way. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But like they shot, they recorded the ADR next to like um, people sleeping. Because <laughs> he was like, wait. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that is how it was. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Wait, guys. <laughs> stop. <laughs> anyway, why is he running back? Like like you pretty much said, they're not leaving without like they're not like shoving off like right then and there. Like, oh no. <laughs> Did you notice that the, the plate almost looked like do you remember Back to the Future Three? Where Marty's like <laughs> frisbee, frisbee far out. That's what yeah. it looked like. It was like a pie plate or whatever. Yeah. Um it was amazing that he drops the pancake into the water. Yeah. And they immediately go to his reflection and it's completely flat and crystal. Like yeah, crystal yeah. flat. I like, that too. <laughs> um, that's kind of amazing. Um, and I, yeah, that was my note too, is there's a lot of ADR in this episode. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it's, it's almost like the director second guessed everything like shit. People are going to wonder why he's running off. We got to add something to that guys. No, you don't <laughs> like people aren't stupid. God, good thing. They don't have phones. <laughs> What's that? The glue doesn't work anymore and the boat may come apart and we may all die. Like <laughs> scene 19 back at the minnow. The skipper is on board the boat as the professor is down on the beach with supplies. The professor says, Hey skipper, it'll be high tide in about a half an hour. The skipper says, we're ready to launch. The skipper jumps down off the boat and yells, all right, girls are ready to shove off. Mr. And Mrs. Howell. Marianne walks over and asks, Skipper, where's Gilligan? Skipper says, oh, don't worry. He'll be here. Uh-huh. She was asking about him. Hell yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Marianne takes one last look at the island and says, well, goodbye, island. And she said the thing. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Hope to see you again sometime. Ginger looks at the island and says, what a place to make a movie. Don't go away. I may be back. Ginger then blows. <coughs> Sorry, I had something in my throat. Uh, the weirdest kiss to the island. Did you see the way she blew this kiss? No, I didn't know. I I mean, if I did, it didn't. It, I didn't realize. And I apologize to listeners, but I'm gonna have to demonstrate for you physically. But she was like, "Whoa, you may like, want to reword that. You're not going to demonstrate physically. <laughs> like you're going to pantomime like blowing a kiss, like." Yeah. We already had a conversation about how your mom thought we were gay. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you're not demonstrating physically. Like, like, come here. No, just hold still for a second. Come here. Like, no, that's not what we're doing. Sorry, go ahead. But come here. Come closer. No. <laughs> she she does, like, like her lips never touch. She goes, like, like that. It was, like, really weird. <laughs> anyway. Maybe she's Eskimo and she doesn't know what kissing is. They just rub noses. <laughs> Just then, Mr. Ho- well, she's old Hollywood. Remember, they just touched cheeks. They were just like, oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just then, Mr. Hal runs up and says, just a moment, Captain. You can't just jump on a boat and sail away. Skipper asks, why not? Mr. Hal says, without a launching ceremony? I mean, really. Lovey says, he obviously isn't Annapolis, dear. <laughs> Mr. Hal scoffs, obviously. No salt worth a shaker would sail without a launching ceremony. Skipper crosses his arms and says, Now look here, Mr. Howell. But it's cut off when Lovey says, Captain, I must warn you, Mr. Howell can be very stubborn. 
The skipper rolls his eyes and says, well, all right, but hurry it up. Mr. Howell says, thank you. This way to the launching. They all then go to the bow of the boat. Mr. Howell continues. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gathered for this festive occasion. Mr. Howell stops and asks, good heavens, where's the champagne? Skipper asks, champagne? Mr. Howell says, domestic will do for launching. Just then Gilligan yells out, Skipper! Skipper! Gilligan runs up to the rest of the people. (laughs) Gilligan runs up to the rest of the castaways as the skipper tells him, Not now, Gilligan. We're having a launching ceremony. Gilligan says, But Skipper, Professor, Marianne, Ginger, somebody listen. The skipper looks at him and says, Later. Gilligan says, But the boat's gonna sink. Mr. Howe gets mad and says, Irresponsible rumors. <laughs> Skipper yells, Gilligan, will you be quiet? Gilligan says, the glue won't hold. The Skipper, ignoring his little buddy, says, oh, come on, folks. We're going to miss the tide. Let's go to the boat and get on board. I thought that was going to go to the boat. They're right there at the boat. Anyway, <laughs> Gilligan urges again, stop, wait, wait, Skipper. Can I ask you something? Skipper stops and listens. Gilligan goes on. In all my life, have I done anything that turned out right? <laughs> in, in my entire life since I was a baby. <laughs> Skipper says, no, you haven't. <laughs> Gilligan says, then believe me, the glue, it won't hold. If you launch the boat, it'll sink. Skipper says, sink? Nonsense. Skipper steps towards the boat and says, well, the old minnow is just about as solid as a rock. He then pounds on the side of the hull with his fist. And just then, part of the boat pops off where he hit it, (laughs) which knocks the captain almost to the ground. Gilligan confirms again that glue won't last more than three days. As he says this, planks on the side of the minnow are popping off one by one. Gilligan says, see? Marianne asks, what's happening to the boat? The skipper orders, get away from the boat. Here's everyone to get back. As everyone does, Gilligan runs back to the boat and gets on board. Skipper yells out, get off the boat, Gilligan. Gilligan yells back, I'll hold it together for you. Just then, more and more pieces of the minnow are popping off and falling. Marianne yells out, the boat is falling apart. Pieces of the boat are now flying towards the castaways, barely missing them. The boat is now nothing but a frame, with Gilligan standing at the helm, trying to control her but it's no use. The frame, bit by bit, falls apart, and finally ending with only the helm in Gilligan's hands. Gilligan looks at the rest of the stunned castaways and says, Well, at least I saved the wheel, Skipper. Skipper hulks out as if it's Gilligan's fault, but sadly, Jimmy, yes, the SS Minnow is now completely destroyed.
Thank you. Mm. So half hour, huh? (laughs) (laughs) The water's like 20 feet behind them and high tides in a half an hour. (laughs) It just comes in real quickly. Apparently, yeah. (laughs) So you fly Um, flip. Why what does is this I, Southwest Florida? <laughs> I put down why does Gilligan's voice sound so bad? It sounded off. It didn't even sound like him at times. Uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I heard it too. But did you notice they had a shot of Mr. and Mrs. Howell, and there's clearly a piece of string running in front of the camera. Oh, I didn't see it. And I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming that it's um you know to to jerk it off. <laughs> to jerk what off the wood? No, the boat. They wanted to jerk the boat off or jerk off the boat, but <clears throat> <clears throat> I never even noticed that. I just, I just texted it to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even see that. <laughs> I'm like, what? what is that? And I look, I'm like, is that really a piece of string? Like they could have done that shot anywhere, anytime. I know. How about you take the shot when there's strings yeah. out there? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm assuming that's to help, you know, trigger the, the wood to yeah. pop off. Um, but what I'm confused about is the skipper didn't rebuild the entire boat with the glue. So why is right. the entire boat coming apart? <laughs> None of it should come apart because nothing was broken, broken on exactly. it. Exactly. All I did was just put more stuff on it. Apparently this stuff is magic. I'm just saying. <laughs> it apparently breaks wood down. Yeah. Or or breaks nails breaks down. Nails down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like Lovey was like cuz the captain was asking about like you know the launching ceremony and all that and then mm-hmm. Lovey says he obviously isn't Annapolis. Does that mean that like Mr. Howe went to Annapolis? Like Maryland? Like you know, the the Naval Academy. Oh, I have no idea. Was he in the Navy? I don't know, because because like because he seems to know so much about like all this ceremonial stuff and naval stuff, <clears throat> and he's like he's obviously not Annapolis, you know. Doesn't he wear some kind of like like sailing type of hat or no? I think so. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he is ex-military, but he was probably like an officer. You know, he wasn't. Well, yeah, that's what, you can go to Annapolis. You go to the Naval okay. Academy and become an that officer. Sense, maybe. Yeah. That would also explain why him and the skipper butt heads sometimes, especially mm-hmm. like in the, the one where Gilligan's the, the, the president. Yeah. Yeah. That would give him the clout to be able to say, Oh yeah, you dumbass made us, you know, crash on this island or whatever. Right. <clears throat> cause I feel like, cause we've already confirmed the skipper was in the Navy. But I'm thinking the skipper was enlisted in the Navy. Right. And then once he retired or whatever, got out, he then he decided to buy a boat and become a, a captain and all that kind of stuff. Right. Whereas I think if Mr. Howe really did go to the Naval Academy and really was an officer in the Navy, right. then, yeah, I can see where they're going to be butting heads a lot. Like, like yeah, you're a captain because you called yourself a captain because you bought a boat. Like, right. I was a, a real captain in the Navy. You know, I was like... yeah. Um, but the skipper was in the Navy and he has no clue what a launching ceremony is. <laughs> Loser doesn't know what a launching party is. <laughs> Check out this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen launching ceremonies where they like break a bottle of like champagne oh, I, on the bow. So wait a minute, you, in the Navy, you guys did that every time you went like. No, it's when you build a new boat 
But they and didn't build them. You launch it into the water for the first time. But this isn't like SS Minnow Two. It's, this is just fixing <laughs> a boat. Like, but it's like up on the beach and it was being worked on. And I mean, you don't do a launch party every time you pull out a dry dock. Or that's anything, what I mean. But, like so. <laughs> but yeah, but if it's a new ship and it's being put in the water for the first time, right? That's when you do the launching ceremony. Break the bottle. See, I I kind of understand where Skipper's coming from. Then, like a launching party. Like the hell. Like why do we need a launching party? Like this isn't a new boat. Well, I can see if that's why he's questioning, but he's yeah. questioning it like as if he has no clue what a launching party. What yeah. is that? What I don't know what that. Well, we're not. It's not a rocket. We're not going to launch. Like what, you, what is that? You know? <laughs> we need champagne mm-hmm. for. No. Hmm. Anyhow, scene a twenty. Later that evening, the skipper sits in a chair and cooks in a pot over an open flame. He looks around and takes a deep breath and smiles, as if he. Has a new outlook on life. Uh-huh. Gilligan then, huh? I said, aw. <clears throat> Gilligan then comes out of the hut and walks over to the skipper. He says, hey, skipper. The skipper says, oh, sit down a minute. Gilligan sits down. The skipper says, Gilligan, I want to have a little talk with you. Uh-huh. Gilligan says, okay, skipper. Gilligan sits and listens as the skipper goes on. This is most important. I know that I yell at you a lot, but it's nice to be able to have this little chat with you. Mm -hmm. Gilligan nods. The skipper goes on. Little buddy, you do realize that if it hadn't been for you, we might have been out to sea when the boat fell apart. Mm. Gilligan says, I'm sure glad we weren't. The skipper continues. Now, you do a lot of things wrong. You're always trying your best, and that's what's important. Mm. Gilligan thanks the skipper. Skipper says, I always try to remember that. Mm. He smiles with pride and then asks, Now what is it, little buddy, that you were trying to tell me? Gilligan says, You're sitting on a paintbrush full of glue. (laughs) Yeah. The skipper says, oh, no. <clears throat> he then stands up with the chair and paintbrush stuck to his ass. Oh. Gilligan adds, skipper, look on the bright side. Skipper asks, bright side? Gilligan says, nobody can ever pull a chair off under you. <laughs> oh, the skipper, trying to stay calm, just says, oh, you've done it again. Mm. And I don't know if you noticed, but he looks straight to camera. Mm. He pulls a Jim Halbert. <laughs> and it wasn't Gilligan's fault he sat in the paintbrush. Like, but what the fuck? That's exactly what I put down. <laughs> like, all, make- all that music, I take that all back. Because he's just being <laughs> dick. He didn't mean any of it. Uh, good job, by the way. We know that. Oh. <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That was a good one. Indeedy he be. So I have an email to read. Cool. My favorite part of the show. <laughs> oh, just because I get really nervous. I, I just me and Tech really try hard and I get really nervous every time it's an email because I'm afraid it's gonna be like, you guys suck. <laughs> so this is from Alphabet 25 or Jim M, which we've heard from before. Yeah, we've heard of him, yeah. Mm. He says, hey, Tech and Jimmy. Hi. I don't know if he said it like that, but oh. that's how I read it. Okay. 
I've been enjoying the Gilligan's Island podcast. Right on. I've emailed several times before, but just wanted to check in since it's been a while. Tech, since you moved back to Illinois, I think we should hang out. Lol, no, really. If you're ever in Peoria area, I've we'll go Peoria. and have some drinks. I want to huh? say I sang in a nursing home in Peoria. Hmm. I don't know. I know that's where the band Mudvayne is from. They're from mm. Peoria, Illinois. Even better when Jimmy comes to visit and we'll go grab Boom. some beers. You guys are I don't just drink, about my you guys age. Drink. So I relate to a lot of your stories. <clears throat> I really don't drink that much anymore. I'm, I haven't been drunk in years. But I mean, you're <laughs> but, willing to drink? I've, I've, I've yeah. never drank. So. <laughs> I spent a lot of time commuting, so I listen to several podcasts. You guys are by far the best. You nice. have my sense of humor, for sure, even if it's a fifth grade level. <laughs> um, fourth grade, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I've tried other podcasts and usually can tell immediately if I ever listen again. <laughs> Those three guys that do the <laughs> podcast are terrible. Maybe we shouldn't read this one. <laughs> <laughs> Those three guys <laughs> podcasts are terrible in so many ways. Not the real, <laughs> but the other turd podcasts. Mm, okay. I couldn't even make it through one episode. You two have a gift. You have the chemistry and you have the knowledge to put together a great show. Just the sound quality alone is so much better than the others out there. Well, that's all tech. Hundred percent, that's tech. <clears throat> I mean, I do, I do my own setup and everything. Yeah, and, you know, so, but you but tech's the one that's you know told me what to adjust and all that kind of stuff. So that's all on tech. Yeah, see, it's a team effort because you do your part to keep your end quality good. So mm. <clears throat> makes my job just easy. Uh, Jim goes on. Keep up the good work. I look forward to listening every week. Right Keith Smoten. Keith Smoten. Jim. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, thanks for that email, yeah, Jim. Definitely that's awesome. for sure. We appreciate it. Hear yeah. from me again. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, all right. Well, you know what we did here, Jim. We had fun today, and remember, we do love the show. It's just a good time and very nostalgic for all of us. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not really nostalgic for me because I wasn't born yet, but. Um, <laughs> well, just looking at watching these old shows and stuff. We would also personally like to thank the producers on Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And, of course, we're looking at you, Jenny and Jim. Mm. You know, you guys took a chance on us early on. You were the ones that started that ball rolling. You're like, ball, get the fuck out of my way. And you like kicked it really hard and got that shit rolling. <laughs> and we uh, definitely appreciate it. And uh, we will, we're like, we're like, we're like Chewbacca. We will be forever be in your debt. And you're like Han Solo. So, sure. There you go. <laughs> Look at me knowing Star Wars shit. Perfect metaphor for somebody who doesn't watch Star Wars. Is he behind the tree? <laughs> Sorry. Was that sarcasm? I, I honestly couldn't tell if that sarcasm or not because I don't. I've only seen the movie once. So. The metaphor made no sense. Okay. Well, yeah, didn't he have some kind of debt to him or something? What, who? Chewbacca. Chewbacca have a debt to Han Solo? Yeah. No. Well, then why are they around each other all the time? Because they're best friends. They're no, BFS. I thought he had some kind of life debt to him. Well, no, because like. They saved each other, so they're even. Which you're correct when Han Solo likes to keep tabs on who owes who what. That's true. That Han Solo does do that. Um, but I think him and uh, Chewie are square. They're squaw. Okay. Are you googling this? Yeah, I am. Because 
Chewbacca swore a life debt to Han Solo and remained his loyal companion until Solo's death. Boom! Look at me knowing Star Wars more than you. <laughs> for what? I don't know. I didn't look at that for. <laughs> it just said a life debt. Anyways. Well, he rescued him. Okay. But they've saved each other like a billion times. Don't argue with me. I'm just telling you all facts. Right, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Fine. Am I airing all that? No. You don't have to. That's, uh, I don't <laughs> care. Because made me look stupid. <laughs> okay. Star right, Wars fan. <laughs> homework assignments now. It's yes. homework time. You thought we were going to forget. First one is check out the website at a very podcast.com. Boom. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcast, Podchaser, and Castbox. And we see those reviews coming in and we you have no idea how much mm-hmm. we appreciate it. You guys are doing exactly yes, you guys yes, yes. you guys get one of those little gold foil, foil stars. And mm-hmm. you can put it anywhere. You don't have to put on your on your like on your paper. You can put it on your forehead if you want. We don't care. Yeah. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't have two friends, Jimmy, what should they do? They should go on to ChristianMingle.com just to make two friends and then tell them about the podcast. Or what's really popular up here in Illinois is farmers.com. So Yeah, or MySpace. I guess. I'm sure that's still popular <laughs> in Illinois. Yeah, and then they give your top eight friends. You, you can go. tell all eight of them about the show. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, send an email to the show. Tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Now we always say that every week, and some of you might think, Do you really want us to tell you if we don't like the show? Hey, some of the <laughs> some of the biggest improvements we've ever made on this podcast came from emails where people are like, you know, you guys stumble over shit when you read, right? Like they were saying stuff <laughs> like that. And those kind of emails we listen to. And we really, you know, that's you know, that's the if you if you're a longtime listener, this podcast have grown leaps and bounds by emails that people send. Just keep it respectful. Uh-huh. But, you know, we'll listen. People may be listening and going, You guys don't stumble when you read. <laughs> hmm. That's because we edit now. Yeah. We used to, we used <laughs> we to not edit. We just, we just read it through. And we like fumble through words like we're like freaking fourth graders. And I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, sounds like, sounds like Jimmy. Jimmy sounds, sound it out. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation on all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates like whether the show is going to be late, whether Jimmy has a hurricane that turned his power off and I almost couldn't record tonight. <laughs> so I th- up until like this time last night, I thought for sure that I wasn't going to record, but mm-hmm. now I did. It's awesome. Check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com, which just recently sponsored our latest contest. We just, uh, just ended. Dang. I wish we would have known. We could have prepared better. We could have pulled the name tonight. Hey, this is Tack, everybody. Sorry to cut in here real quickly. Uh, we totally slipped our minds about drawing for the contest to win the Gilligan's Island DVD box set. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. We have we have a lot of entries here. I'm putting it into a random number generator. I assigned everybody who is a contestant, assigned them numbers randomly. And I'm going to put it into a random number generator right now as we speak. And uh, here we go. The winner of the Gilligan's Island DVD box set is Julia Cox. Come on down. 
Julia Cox is the winner of the Gillian's Allen DVD box set. So congratulations to her. Julia, please hit us up uh, an email at everybodypodcast at gmail.com with your address so we can get that sent out to you post hastily, post hastily, however way you say it. All right, back to the episode. Uh, but in the meantime, check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. And most importantly, go out there and watch Gilligan's Island. And Jimmy is going to let us know what episode you should watch next. On the next episode, season one, episode nine, The Big Gold Strike. While Marianne, Ginger, and the Skipper find the SS Minnow's inflatable life raft in the in the lagoon, Gilligan and Mr. Howell discover gold in them their hills <laughs> in an underground mine on the island. They're going to take my claim. <laughs> so I was just going to say, they take my yeah. claim. I wonder Maybe if he says that in this episode. How funny would it be if he saw, if he, if he saw, how funny would it be if he says that in the episode? They're going to take my claim. Like, that would just be funny. <laughs> You know, like we already saw this episode, like, and it's going to be like Mr. Howell and Gilligan. They're going to see some weird family, and they're going to try to lock them up in an old cell. There you go. And then Greg's going to be like, "Let's make a porn. Come over to the stage, coach." Good times. Good times. All right. So, unless you have anything else, um. I do not. The, no, but well, I do want to say the sure. contest literally just ended 25 minutes ago. Well, so for hopefully us. everybody got their emails in. For us. For you guys listening that it ended this last Friday. <laughs> right, right. Um, for us recording right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but also I'll say it one more time. If anybody listening, and now this is this is um, October 1st, um, 2022. Uh if anybody listening and was you know hit by the hurricane, feel free to reach out on Facebook or email or anything else, and we'll try to do what we can. Again, we're not hugely you know <laughs> influential or anything like that, but um, feel free to reach out, even if it's just to tell us your story, send us pictures, whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So unless you have anything else, nope. All right. I have been Jimmy, and I've been Tack, and this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.